And we're live. Brilliant. Gaz, Daniel Gavin, I was about to say thanks for coming out to me here, but you didn't come to me. I came to you. <laughs> so this is the first Off The Lead podcast that I've kind of toured with as such. Um, and I have to give you full credit for the name. Indeed. On The Lead and On The Road. That's the Off one. The Lead and On The Road. I got the name of my own show fucking mixed up. <laughs> Great start. Uh, but yeah, we were talking just before this started. A mutual friend of ours, Manus O'Donnell, sent us on uh, a screenshot of, was it John Cavanagh's Instagram, his Instagram account? Yeah, John Cavanagh's yeah. Instagram account. So John Cavanagh being Conor McGregor's coach and the uh, top man of SBG, SBG yeah. Ireland. And obviously big kind of uh, advocate for Movember as well. So I think it's all part of that. Yeah, he's their spokesman or, yeah. or whatever the term is, but... He's giving beginners classes free throughout the country to everyone, essentially. Yeah, I think anyone who's who's kind of willing can come down, free classes, um, just right up until the end of November. I think it's brilliant. Like, And I think they kind of, obviously it is to raise sort of funds for, for November. Um, so there's like a donation kind of thing as well to throw in, I suppose, while you're there. But um, definitely thinking of uh, getting down, like Manus sent it on just last night. Um, so I've been, I fell in love with it with myself and yourself did it. Um, it's going back a couple of years now before, or since I last, I suppose, kind of was rolling that sort of stuff. Like, so, um, massive opportunity just to get down experience it again and get involved. Like, so. And what would it, like, why are you keen to go back or why, if you loved it so much, why didn't you keep doing yeah, it? I think no, it was- and that's the question. I think, um, I, I sort of like, I played a lot of football and stuff. So a friend of ours, um, began kind of managing football club, um, just back in Navin or just outside of Navin I suppose so um, I kind of got back involved in that and sort of we moved away from the club that we were going for as well in around the same time I guess um, so yeah I just kind of started playing football I guess and that's what it, the only time I was doing it like I didn't really get the mistake was just not getting back into another club when I left like Swords uh, Fight Club like so um, playing football was always a passion of mine but just nothing, not, I wouldn't say nothing like, but um, in particular, uh, jiu-jitsu, like, I just completely fell in love with that. I just absolutely adored the thing, like, it was brilliant. Um, great for fitness, but just, I think it's described as obviously human chess as well, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and it's just, it's so true, like, there's a lot of thinking involved, that kind of stuff, but for me, it was just a massive way to kind of get back into kind of fitness, because I'd been, I think it was just one of the only times I'd really been outside of football I hadn't been playing with a club and I was looking for something not only for fitness but just to kind of get stuck into as well so that just ticked all the boxes and for anybody that's I suppose isn't familiar with jiu-jitsu can you can you tell them like there's, there's plenty of people listening here that are like yourself have you know played soccer more or less all their lives yeah in school or just a you know a kick around at the, the local park or the the AstroTurf pitches or, or whatever most people I think are, are kind of familiar with that but what's different about jiu-jitsu do you think or what was different about it for you say um I suppose um I did a little bit of kind of judo when I was very very young I suppose um but that was the only little kind of bit of an introduction to kind of mixed martial arts in general um and obviously just through watching it, um, the likes of the UFC, again, yourself, I'd probably have to thank for that, like, because I wouldn't have really kind of, well, actually, um, maybe a little bit earlier, kind of some of the pride stuff, um, years ago would have um, maybe kind of caught a few videos and stuff with that, but um, yeah, it was just really watching it, and like, mixed martial arts, not everyone's cup of tea, I guess, but 
especially kind of the setting it's in an octagon and cage as it's kind of known as as well and it wouldn't be everyone's but if you do look at it um and you're kind of interested in it for me that particular discipline was the one that i really loved watching like a fighter will say with that skill set was always one that i really loved kind of watching as well so it's just uh different i guess than a lot of it it's um i suppose it's almost like defensive like self-defense more so than an actual kind of attacking kind of thing as well so you can um use it just in so many ways it's just brilliant like and the actual discipline of it too i think is is the massive ones even like patter uh his little one is getting into it now yeah so blowing for, for, she's yeah. What, what age is she she's uh five or six is she six i think she's six um yeah, six, years of, like. six years of, uh, of age and uh telling me stuff that like i was up there a couple of weeks back and uh just um the little she different holes and stuff they were showing me and i'm just delighted to see it looks brilliant um so good um because there's that many this day and age you've got that many different devices and stuff with kids with their heads stuck in getting kids involved in that i think is, is brilliant like but it's just for everyone but and the thing is as well like you're starting them off that age um i'm like mid-30s but there's lads that are practicing jiu-jitsu and they're what 50 60 years of age still doing it and it's just a massive thing for just yourself to get out and about and actually keep you keep you focused on something. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's I think uh, another another really cool selling point of jiu-jitsu generally is <coughs> you can you can spar full tilt without you know getting get damage. Hit as such. Yeah, yeah. So again, for the for the people listening that are the kind of the uninitiated, don't know what the hell we're talking about jiu-jitsu. Um, the way you would win a jiu-jitsu match, say is you would force your opponent to what's called tap out, which is essentially give up. And, and you do that by, a, 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 uh, oh, there's 101 different ways you can you can achieve that, but primarily it's through what would be called either a, a blood choke, which would be closing off arteries, arteries say, yeah. to reduce blood flow to the to the brain, which might, might sound very kind of intense <laughs> and probably not what I should have led with, but <laughs> the idea being that your opponent gets every opportunity to, again, it's called tap out, which is basically say no, 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 stop, and then you you release, you, you, them, yeah. you, you release them, and you've won that round or that that fight or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. But um, the downside, obviously, of striking is once you get to a competitive level and you start sparring, you're going to get punched and kicked a lot in the and, face. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in the and face like, repeatedly. That's <laughs> not ideal, I suppose, for most people with uh, the kind of jobs that they would do. Like if they have meetings, we'll say on a Monday morning and they're fighting, like so, or even just training because you do get knocks and, and that sort of stuff. Even with light sparring, just if you're caught a particular way, you could get a just a clip in the eye and a bit of a shiner would appear. Like and it's not always the best for certain jobs, but. I guess you say that as well, but like I've been, like in jiu-jitsu as well, you can get, I suppose, nasty blows. Like someone could be moving one way and a knee would just find your face as well. So it's, but obviously predominantly it's not supposed to happen, I guess. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And you're not, I don't think you're going to suffer any injury that you wouldn't suffer playing, say, soccer yeah, that's it, exactly, or, or yeah. anything yeah. else really that is any level of, um, What's the word? How do you level Contact, up? Sport, Contact like, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you were saying there about the, the kind of the age and Padder, our mutual friend whose six year old daughter has just started Jiu Jitsu, he started it himself. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And a friend of his got him into it. And a friend of his is slightly older. I think his friend is about 40, maybe. Mm. And what he said to Padder, I thought was just pure brilliant. He said, Padder, you're going to be uh, you're going to be 50 someday. Why not be fifty with a black belt? <laughs> and I think that that's there's yeah, something really cool about that. Quality, like, yeah. I think a lot of people see martial arts as as a young man's game, and you know, 
people don't typically start playing soccer when they're in their mid-30s or, no. or later, but there's absolutely no barriers to entry with, with jiu-jitsu. Yeah, it's just exactly. something that, that anyone can, can take up at any time. Just join a gym, join a class that's doing it. Like, and the beginner stuff as well is, is brilliant too, because like, you're going through drills. It's obviously drills that you'll practice over and over again. Coach is going to go through it step by step, and he walks you through it, and then you kind of bring it out onto the floor as well. So it's, there's nothing too kind of difficult well like obviously the different levels you go up it's going to get more and more complicated or more um harder to kind of pull off i guess but um yeah it's just it's really easy stuff from from the outset like it's just i suppose it depends on every person but i talked to her pretty quickly i guess just to get the very basics kind of down like but oh, when you kind of pull off a submission move or, or an arm bar or something like that um geez it's a great feeling it's almost like i put it to not quite scoring a goal in football, like so. I would have played kind of very competitive football all my life, I suppose, as far as I can remember back. And used to kind of score. I was up front, I guess, and scoring goals. But um, another one that you would have in football would be a nutmeg. So when you kind of put it through their legs or whatever like that, and that's what I kind of uh, put that through. So if you've been drilling, we'll say an armbar or a move to get to an armbar or one a certain submission. And you finally get it in when you're rolling or when you're practicing with someone. It's like, yes, finally got it. I'm delighted. And it's just like kind of, I wouldn't say like I kind of with a nutmeg, you're sort of embarrassing someone. It's not really quite like that. But um, it's just great to see it come off when you've been trying it for, for, for a while, I suppose, beforehand. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I suppose uh, another thing is the steep progression at the start. So the difference. Massive in, learning curve. And oh, the difference between somebody who's been practicing will say, three months and we'll say a year and three months is just ridiculous or even kind of double that time like six months and three months just the difference in or the gulf and what they know and what you know is ridiculous and it's just it can be tough it is definitely tough from from the outside like you're you're throwing straight into the deep end not knowing a whole pile and just getting i think you use the term as well like just tap like a drum it's just it's horrendous <laughs> um, but yeah like it's all part of kind of oh look i'm not going to do that next time around or or i you learn from it so much and you just you can change um your your little bits and pieces here and there just to make sure it doesn't happen second time around look there's typically a good, really good camaraderie i think between members of jiu jitsu clubs yeah yeah and that's it, come up a lot i think with a lot of coaches it's it's almost like a family um kind of feel to to a lot of clubs yeah i th- i think what's at the root of that is in in soccer say especially if you're a striker <coughs> you know it's, it's your objective to score goals yeah so if you if you if you can score a goal without passing to someone, score the fucking goal. Like I mean, that's the that's the the name of the game is is scoring yeah, exactly, goals. But yeah. in jujitsu, it's 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 very different. And the the old that old um, that old saying, what is it? The rising tide lifts, or the, was it the the rising tide lifts all boats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big element in that of that in jujitsu. So if I, as an experienced uh, jujitsu pra- practitioner, start rolling with a a beginner, say, and if I just tap him and tap him and tap him and tap him I'm not learning anything and no. he's not learning anything so it's 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 in my benefit and everybody else's benefit to take beginners and get them as good as possible as quick as possible yeah exactly because it helps you uh, as well as them like so it's it's not just a case of as you mentioned just tapping continuously so uh, just develops both your, your game as well like so and it really does catch it involved in it too if you're helping somebody out and kind of let like this is even in the midst of it so if you're trying to if you're in on on the mat and you're actually trying to kind of get somebody into a submission you can just stop stop in the middle of it and say listen that's that's not right you need to do this do it that way and you've seen that just countless amounts of times in gyms and it's great for for development all over 
the lack of gear is another thing as well. What, what do you mean? Like a, a pair of shorts oh, sorry, and a yeah, t-shirt, yeah. and you know, you can. You don't. I don't think you need a cup. I'd advise oh, it. Oh hell yeah! Um, I definitely found that out fairly quickly. Um, that a cup. Like actually, Pader was saying that he didn't. He doesn't have one. I was there. Okay, you'll you'll find out. You'll find you'll find out. It's not a nice experience. Um, they are lucky. They are awkward, I guess. But um, yeah, you're, you're right. Just a pair of shorts, t-shirt. Good to go, and, like, and even the cup is what you know. You probably pick one up for a fiver or something, yeah, you know, like that, yeah. In any kind of sports shop or whatever you get them, but yeah, it's so handy. And even like myself and yourself, when we weren't kind of at a, a gym or whatever, like you picked up the the mats, like so. Yeah. What nine was it? Nine, nine mats, yeah. yeah, and just launch them down anywhere outside in the summer's day. Stick them out on the on the ground or whatever inside uh inside the house. Fire them down, and away you go. Yeah, good to yeah. go. Like you just. Obviously, you can't quite do that with, with every other aspect of, like, even, like, just gym equipment, like, for fitness or that sort of stuff. Like, you're not always going to have all of that sort of stuff to hand straight away. And it's just so simple. Shorts, T-shirt, mats. Good yeah, to go. away with you. Yeah. Keeping on the, the MMA jiu-jitsu team, what you making McGregor's uh, behaviour over the last Recent couple of antics. days? Recent uh, antics. Recent antics. I think he's yeah. just, he needs to get back fighting. <laughs> he needs to get into a fight camp quick because he's just got so much money, so much time. And why not? Like, you can't, like, obviously, I don't condone that kind of behaviour. It's not a, a good uh, example by any means. But I think the chap just needs to, to knuckle down to get back in fighting. I think that's what everyone... Likes it, likes kind of uh, about him. Obviously, love watching him fight. He's an incredible um, athlete, but um, it, it's just really um, everyone wants to see see him fighting again. I think, and he's just got too much time in his hands just to do whatever he's like living the play by life at the minute. Like just, but definitely, um, I need to need to get him signed up for a fight because, in actual fact, the UFC I think itself is missing him massively because there's just there's not that same draw. Like I I don't know how much you watch it these days, but I definitely stopped watching it as much we'll say or as regularly or even staying up which i would have done and we would have done many times yeah, for years watching, yeah live live uh, events or whatever time going on till five six in the morning i just simply just don't do that anymore unless it's mcgregor you're just not going to miss it like even the the most recent fight was george st pierre made a return like one of the best uh ufc excuse me uh or mixed martial artists in the game made his return and even that like wasn't spectacular by any means I think it's just missing McGregor like I need a and I think he, he needs to get get a fight Um, I think Ferguson I think is that maybe the one that people are well who do you want like, that's what I was I going to I don't know ask. I don't know like I think he has to get back into the UFC as opposed to any other venture that he's taken on outside like in boxing or whatever remember you saying he's thinking of some hybrid Kind of uh, event. Oh, I, miss, I missed that. Oh, he was yeah. Well, as one of the, the, I think it was the build up to the uh, Mayweather fight, and he was just at one of the pressers, and he was saying that uh, I can do whatever I want, like the usual typical kind of um, in your face sort of stuff. But he was there. I might even make up my own kind of hybrid sport between mixed martial arts and boxing, like and. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think that was probably just you know yourself. He could be saying anything. It could be something that's in the pipeline, but. Uh, for me, I want him back in the the UFC, and um, the likes of maybe Ferguson, Nurma Gomedov is another one that's been touted around. But then any interest in Diaz trilogy? Yeah, like that's the money fight, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's the one so. that would definitely get the biggest draw. Um, I think, I think there is actually just gonna get it down at a, a better weight. I think so. Can he but, fight lightweight? I think who. Diaz, Diaz yeah. yeah, I think so. I think he has done in well, the past. Like, so get it at lightweight. That would for the belt. Yeah, I don't know if it's a. That would be very, very 
hard on a lot of other lads in the lightweight division though fuck uh, them <laughs> i know i know and that's it like and it is it's it's going to be the one that would uh would draw the biggest purse for definite and the most interest i think but the better fighters out there i think are ferguson and nurmagomedov like i think nurmagomedov will be a tough tough fight as well he's just a beast when he gets his weight cut right but um yeah, the Diaz one is brilliant. Like, cause there's there's no love lost between the two lads either. It's just it was class. Like that was one of my favorite fights. The the couple, or certainly the second one as well. But um, and you have to give it to McGregor as well because not many people would come back from that loss because he's on such a good run. Yeah, obviously took a gamble and kind of going for it. Um, short notice, obviously. Um, but the way he kind of came back and actually uh got a, a complete turnaround on it. Was just immense. Like took it at um, the same weight because he was there. No, I'm doing it the same way. I'm, I'm making sure I can go back and I can win this the same way it was before. And, and that was incredible. Like you got to give him credit for that. Like serious balls to just take it on at the same weight. Whereas he could have, they would have had time obviously to to get down to maybe the lightweight weight itself. So incredible, really, really cool. Yeah, no, no excuses. No, exactly. Same weight, same conditions, just you but know, more time to prepare. So yeah, and it's it's John Cavanaugh's philosophy then as well. Like so, I'm sure. I think I'm sure you probably read his book, The uh, Winner Learn, as well. Yes. So it's like they they obviously took the fight at short notice. Maybe there was a few things that that didn't quite go right. We'll say in the camp for the the first Diaz fight as well. So they tweaked it. Obviously, kind of took in uh, different nutrition and, and ways of training and that sort of stuff as well. Um. So yeah, they did it kind of perfectly. Um, it's a tough, tough fight as well. Like it was five rounds, wasn't it? Went the distance, and he just kind of got the unanimous decision. So that was the thing that caught him in the first one was his his conditioning. Like so, he, he gassed out. Like we'll say um, halfway through or whatever it was. But um, you could argue that's what did him against uh, Mayweather as well. True. Now, listen, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not going to say that McGregor's a better boxer, but I am going to say that the main reason that it didn't go the distance exactly. was his gas tank. Exactly. Now you said it. Um, like that was was always his new territory for him. Like so, he was never going to. He's not. He's nothing to to gauge from it as well. Like so, obviously shorter rounds. Um, different kind of camp, I'd imagine as well. But yeah, you're right. Obviously, not quite in the same bracket as Mayweather. Uh, technically, I suppose. But yeah, you could just see it. He was kind of gassing. Sort of after maybe three rounds. He was starting to take kind of deep breaths, I guess. Um, yeah, no, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, I like it's. You have to, have to take your hat off to him as well. Like just coming from what is it, five years span, four or five years span, where he's he's gone from virtually nothing to just being able to do whatever the fuck he likes. Well, is he the biggest sports star? I think in so. the world, well, full stop. Yeah, probably. I'd say close to it. He's definitely, like, people, or every person around the world probably has heard of him, which you can't say that for every single sport or every kind of athlete that would be up in that same sort of category, I would say. So, um, he's definitely up there. Um, like, who'd be, who'd be in the running, say? Like, football stars, maybe Ronaldo, Messi, that kind of thing. Um, because the, the other American ones, like the likes of the... The, the basketball, the baseball, NFL, that the, sort NFL, of things. the NFL, all that. That's just in America. That's though. it. Like, that's what I mean. So, like, I couldn't like, name you any basketball uh, player. Yeah, um, I could probably could. Like, I, would, I wouldn't have a huge interest in a lot of the American sports. It kind of coming and going every now and again, um, watching, like, the Super Bowl, that sort of stuff. So, I would know kind of a few heads and watch the odd bit here and there. But you're right, though. That's pretty much in America only. And it doesn't go outside of that for the most part, I guess. Like, but... um. 
yeah, it's definitely not the the other way around for McGregor. Like he's known everywhere, which yeah. is which is madness. After four, four or five years, literally kind of having a trade, drawing the dole. Um, just a kid from Crumlin, like or wherever he's from. Is Crumlin? He's from, I think. Fucking um, not even sure. Yeah, I think think it might be Crumlin, but um, it's mad just the way. And now he just dictates exactly what he wants to do when he wants to do how it. he wants it's to nuts. do it. it's it's absolutely nuts like <laughs> when you put it like that it's just it's madness it's mind-blowing stuff and just incredible like and it's just it's all down to him really like i know he has his, obviously his team and his coaches and that sort of stuff but it's him that's driving it like yeah he's I, I, working hard and he's getting things done like i, I love him yeah. I, I absolutely love it and I, I don't condone his recent behaviour no, uh, I didn't hear the what's been called the homophobic remark I, did, I, I didn't quite catch what he said but recently or yeah I think it was the, only recently like within the last week or so oh, I didn't, didn't. did you hear no, that no didn't hear that myself I, I think uh, was was Artem Lobov fighting up in Belfast was it after his fight I don't know <coughs> listen he, he went up to one of his teammates who was after either winning or I think losing. it was Ward um, he's, he's a training partner something Ward is a surname Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward is right yeah and I don't know if he was referring to him or his opponent as a, I think he might call him a faggot oh, or no, something sorry, like that sorry no I thought you were talking about when he no, jumped, when he jumped the, in the ring was against was Charlie, Charlie Ward, Ward sorry. Yeah. Okay. I don't know who the other fighter was but listen he he, yeah. he apologised for whatever he said on the late late there recently so there was an obvious admission of guilt there. yeah yeah um but, you know, and again, I don't mean to condone the, those two recent things, him jumping into the cage and uh, whatever else. But overall, generally, I just I think he's fantastic. If for not if for no other reason that he's shown me and he's shown everyone else what can be achieved. Yeah. You don't need to have, you know, a multimillionaire dad or you don't need your you know, best friend to be the director of a yeah, or the head of a studio, or do you know that kind of way you can, if you devote your attention enough to one thing and you love doing it and you do it day in day out, and I hate the, I hate the term believe, but if if you if you think that you can do great things, then the only thing stopping you is yeah. you basically. That's it, I suppose. Yeah, and like with, with my business, it's it's you know growing high-value plants under lights and artificial conditions. It's in no small part, to, thanks to McGregor and John Kavanagh, that I actually ended up doing that. Because really? Why so? Because I saw what they did. Oh, I suppose just, yeah, the, just the, the journey. Just the idea that, no, the, the fucking audacity of yeah, it, the cheek yeah. of it, the gall of these guns <laughs> to go and to to, to do yeah, great things. Yeah. And there's a there's an element of, I suppose, Irish society that I suppose it's back to the begrudgery oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. But how much is the begrudgery is in is in my head and in your head and not it is in the everybody's general consensus, head but it's like across the board yeah like it's I, like I think begrudgery there's no no one's ever told me well, that I, I shouldn't know, do anything yeah, I, can't I don't do know anything. why it should be there like why would you have that like that's that's my attitude to it like if someone is going out and doing this kind of stuff more power to them like absolutely fair play to you like I wish I could fucking get there myself in some some aspects or whatever but there's there's nothing stopping you, like you said. Like it's 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 on you. But I just don't I don't understand why people would have that attitude towards somebody else who's actually making it. Um, like in fairness to, to McGregor, like he's obviously he's not every everybody's cup of tea. Um, he does rub a lot of people up the wrong way. But uh, for the mo- as an athlete and, and what he's doing in, in the actual sporting world, it's just incredible. You can't take that away from him. Like so, by all means, you can say yeah, he's a prick. I fucking don't like him at all. Whatever. That's fair. Don't watch him. Yeah, it's your your choice. At the end of the day, don't don't kind of buy into it. 
and that's it's, that's the kind of thing that boils down to a lot of stuff it's, it's your choice you have the power to let what comes into into your world like you know what i mean you, you stop it you don't have to get on social media sites or watch youtube videos of them it's your choice at the end of the day like just steer clear of it if he's not your cup of tea or if that's not your cup of tea but i don't know it, it is something that definitely is there the begrudgery but i really wish it wasn't like why would you try and stop someone from achieving greatness i guess but i'm wondering though is the begrudgery is it in is it in our is it is it ourselves that imposes the begrudgery on ourselves because like i i i I thought twice about starting this podcast and i thought twice about starting the business and a big part of my aversion to just doing it was you know, what, what are people going what to think? People think? Yeah, right. yeah. What, what will other th- what will other people think? What if it's what if I am I fail? coming across as a fucking like uh, like being kind of too maybe in your face about it or, or yeah, too big for me boots? Yeah, or who, yeah. who does he think he is? But again, no. I'm I'm putting those thoughts in other people's heads. If that makes sense, if you're portraying like, you know, it. Like, I, if yeah, you're sort I, of portraying it yourself. Yeah, I, I'm inventing it. So I, yeah. I'm am I the am I the problem? I don't know. It's an interesting question, I guess. Um... Yeah, but that's that's the way that's the way we are though. Sometimes I suppose not every person is, but you just uh sometimes get those thoughts into your head and it's just getting over yourself, just saying, Fuck that, like at the end of the day, if I can put them aside, I can definitely do it. Like I can get I can put my mind to it and I'll definitely be able to achieve it. So But yeah, I think I do know I know where you're coming from with it. It's like, Oh, what if if I stick this up here and like what what's some like if I get a load of bad comments about it or if, if someone are they're giving me abuse at the end of the day, like, fuck it, fuck them. Oh, just, yeah, no, just get it done, like, get it done, and then deal with whatever comes afterwards. Like, I'm sure who gives a bollocks if there's some people that think you're kind of too big for your boots. Fuck that. If it gets you to the bot or to the to the goal that you're looking to achieve, more power to you again, I say. But um, it's definitely there. It's definitely rooted in there somewhere. And I think you see it from people, but I understand what you mean coming from your own. Like, if you're emanating that kind of thought then certainly I can see it bouncing off somebody else, but it's just trying to find a way around it. Yeah, I, I think another cool thing about the likes of um, McGregor and even Kavanaugh and anyone, even anyone who's done something with their lives, I suppose, they're not short for they're not short on people who hate them. Yeah, so if you want yeah. to be successful, you have to be willing to have a load of people hate you because that's yeah. that's kind of coming. Do you I, know can't, anyway? I can't quite remember who it was, now, but I've seen it somewhere. Um, and somebody said, "Need new haters? The old ones are starting to like me, or something like that." It's brilliant. So <laughs> yeah, it's it just is. like turning turning people's opinions on you. But like you're, you're dead, right? You're going to get people. You'll always get people that will have something to say about it. But again, that's it's kind of. Uh, it's a good thing. Like so, I think. Have you heard your man? Is it Paul Stamatz? Um, yes, the mycologist. That was incredible. I think that's one of my favorite um, Joe Rogan ones I've heard. But I think he said he was trying to get something patented. Um, fuck, it's going to slip. I don't know if it was one of the mushrooms. I think it was that he was working on and trying to synthesize it into maybe a something to help the bees. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was that. It was definitely that one. It was, it was one of the things he's got. By the sounds of it, he's got just about a million patents for mm. loads of different shit, which is uh, and some of crazy stuff. The one with the bees is just incredible. But um, it's a great story. But yeah, he was basically saying that um, when he kind of put this theory out there, the um, the guys that were kind of basically bad mouthing him, they're brilliant. Th- that's exactly what I need from you. Thank you, because the more people that he has kind of hating on something that he's trying to do 
the more likely that he is to get a patented or something. Yeah, I, I can't I think, remember the ins and outs of it, but it was something along the lines of that. I think the pre one of the prerequisites of getting the patent is that you have to prove what you're talking about isn't generally considered the the norms. Yeah, yeah. So the more people that the more qualified people that come out and say what you're talking about is bullshit, that actually makes his argument more strong. credible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's um, cool. Well, he was a very interesting character. Um, well, I love that one. That's one of my favourite ones now for a while. Um, yeah, really interesting character with his mushroom hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mad. I've mentioned Joe, Joe Rogan's come up 101 times and long may he continue to come up. He, yeah, again, yeah. He's another guy that I would have looked up to like McGregor and uh, Kavanaugh as yeah. someone who just said fuck it and just kind of did it and exactly, yeah. has bought 120 million downloads a crazy, month. Crazy, crazy numbers, ridiculous. yeah. And free, which is just fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, you can skip through the ads if you're that way inclined, like I do, yeah, and like most people yeah. do. And even uh, he was on with, uh, excuse me, um, Russell Brand there a while ago, and he was asking like, why doesn't he kind of try and make more uh, of it, like uh, to a certain degree, like go and do talks on it, or kind of make more money out of it? And he was there like, I don't think I feel a need to like. He, he's getting enough from out of it what he gets out of it at the minute, like. Yeah, you don't always have to. That's a, I suppose, a, an important life lesson for for everyone. You don't always have to maximize the shit out of everything that you do. Do you know that kind of way? It's, yeah. it's okay to like if if you're into running and you only run once a month. Well, if that's if you're enjoying it and you only do it once a month, so be it. You don't yeah. have to commit to doing it once a week or twice a week or, exactly, or anything yeah. like it. Um, we've as I said, we mentioned Rogan a number of times in this podcast. Do you listen to? Any others aside from Rogan? Um, I was saying a little earlier, Dan Carlin has a couple there. Um, you mentioned kind of Jordan Peterson long before the, the pod, well, maybe not long before, but before podcasts kind of up as well. So started listening to a couple of bits and pieces from himself as well. Um, but yeah, like that's just from listening to those kind of characters, you'll get recommendations from a few other ones then as well. So just open to kind of anything anything that's there but they're the main ones at the minute I haven't really been doing it I, I listen to a lot of music um, but I've started to change it up now from just kind of music to getting podcasts in my ears instead of, of just constantly music so well, that's one thing that I wanted to bring up which was was music because you listened to my chat with Beef I did yeah well not all of it but a good portion of it yeah I think towards the start of it we, we spoke about how the music the music, this, this, the state of the music industry, I suppose, at the minute, and yeah, I say at the minute, I mean since ten when, years, like plus. Yeah. Gee, like when you think about it, ten years ago, it was two thousand and seven. I know, yeah, like yeah. I, I, I kind of remember the nineties as being when there was. I think I, I feel like the nineties, we had real music, but even that was, there was bits of it left in the nineties. Yeah, Do you know, kind of way, it's not as if the nineties was good. It was, it wasn't all bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, like I do, I do agree as well. Like, because there was some really uh, kind of big bands that kind of come out early nineties, like the Nirvana, Oasis, all that sort of stuff. So it was a big change away from your fucking eighties pop kind of synthesizer bass sort of stuff. Like, so um, it definitely kind of was was for me anyway a big kind of uh, change. Like, there's still some great stuff. Don't get me wrong, there's still some great stuff from from a lot of decades, but. Um, yeah the 90s definitely was a bit of a turning point um, and that's when we were um, a little bit older than yourself now but kind of that's that when we were in the render sort of teens and that's the kind of stuff that was perfect for, for that sort of age I think as well just looking for something to uh, release I suppose a bit um, and the likes of being able to 
bang around and jump around to the likes of Oasis and, and Nirvana was kind of pretty cool um, compared to some of the shit that was out there before. Like, And is that because we were that age that we were able to bounce around to it? Like, I think so. Are but, we missing a load of bands that we would be bouncing around to if we were teenagers now fuck no <laughs> <laughs> not a chance jeez it's absolute shite out there at the minute like just steer com- or steer completely clear of the charts and you're, you're doing okay because some of the shite out there is just ridiculous like um oh, what's the one Do you know oh, fucking beyonce and uh don't know what song it is don't even ask me to try and remember it but basically it's like I, I like girls or something I like boys is the name of the, the fucking thing and there's a chorus that's I like boys I like boys and there's um then you've got uh, Freddie Mercury's Bohemian Rhapsody beside it and it's number of writers 27 for the Beyonce song and number of writers 1 for Bohemian Rhapsody like and there's fucking 3 lines to the fucking song it's ridiculous yeah. like but um yeah no the charge shit out there is, is horrendous like manufactured I- X Factor all that bollocks just needs to yeah, it's ridiculous. Awful stuff. I'm a big proponent of promoting the solution as opposed to promoting the problem. Yeah. So, like, you're in the the band scene, I would say. Like, you're you're a, you're a bassist yourself. I know you're well, not in a band yeah. currently. Non-practicing Non- bassist, yeah. <laughs> At the minute, my bass guitar is holding up my headphones upstairs. That's about all it does. It's not the most enjoyable instrument to play on your own as well. It's like... She's I never thought of it like yeah, that. Actually. Like yeah. an acoustic bass would be ideal, I guess. But um like I, I play a bit of the I played acoustic guitar more so or pick that up more so than the bass. But yeah, um it's even it's harder. I'm finding it harder to to kind of pick up kind of new music these days as well. Um a lot of it is word of mouth, which I think is probably the one I pick up most of my new new music. I find myself just listening to like I have an iPod with fifteen thousand songs on it. Now, I probably haven't heard a lot of the stuff that's on that cause, simply because you just don't listen. You can't listen to every single song on it. But um, I'm finding myself just listening to old music or stuff that I already have. Um, and I'm just f- struggling to find, we'll say, newer artists. Not struggling, but I just don't think there's that um, avenue to get it as easily as it was before. Or I don't know. Um, there's a few different ways that I would get it, I guess. So word of mouth going to gigs. So you'd pick up uh, festivals. Um, so festivals are great for finding different new acts and that sort of stuff so just go into acts that you've never heard of before and you'll just find some gems every now and again and um, do, you, do you do that because like, it's been a long time since I was oh, at yeah. a festival I, I really love live music I think like I like a lot of people I'm sure would have downloaded a lot of free music over the years Um, and, and look I'm certainly not going to balance it up but my kind of thing is that I go to enough gigs to maybe give back I suppose for downloading all the free shit like so um this year i've been to an incredible amount of gigs but i love it it's just one of my big passions like is live music um there's nothing better than, than kind of seeing a band that you've you've never seen live before you've been listening to for five ten years or whatever um it's just it's just brilliant i actually really love it now and the festivals um like i said is, is probably the best way to pick up new stuff obviously gigs that you're going to it's a band you generally know, I suppose, but festivals for me is a, is a great way of picking up new stuff. Um, and other than that, fucking Shazam, I'm sure you know Shazam. Yeah. Knows it. It's brilliant as well. Um, so you can, anything that you're watching, add whatever it is, it's a great way. And then like, I've been using that from as soon as it came out, I've been on Shazam like, so 
I've downloaded or purchased whatever the case may be. Probably downloaded, but um, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest here. When was the last? Uh, whoever's what listening decade in that you, business, I'm only joking. It wasn't really. <laughs> what, what was the last decade you paid for music as? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh Lord, she's like, I honestly can't remember. I think I would buy the odd bit of merch, I suppose, at, at gigs. I suppose. Um, and that'd be it. Like, just no, a keepsake. Because I don't... Li- who fucking listens to CDs anymore? Like, that's the thing, like... Um, you, there's, what's the point in buying... Like, obviously, through through the likes of kind of... Uh, um, what you call it? I've lost iTunes uh, or Spotify and that sort of stuff is when you would pay... When, when I w- would have paid for stuff there as well. But, like, that's when... CDs are gone now, essentially. So, I think a lot of people, obviously, if they are buying stuff it's it's online I guess in general so well listen I think you contribute more than far more than most by actually going to gigs yeah and going to festivals but on, on the festival thing on it being a way of kind of sourcing new music it, as far as I'm aware the festivals that draw the biggest crowds presumably have you know the biggest acts so mm. people flock to see people they know and I, I don't think I've gone to a festival and watched or listened to someone that I didn't know or hadn't uh, heard. I, I of. wouldn't agree. Entirely. No, no, for, for me, like, okay, okay, but yeah, just, yeah. For, for other people, because it's, it's yeah, one, thing yeah. that, one thing that I hear more than most from people, or one of the things at least, is you know that they're always they're looking for new music. Yeah, and you say that you know you can go to festivals and you you go to a lot of different gigs, but I think a lot of people are out. You're in the gig loop. You're in. You're yeah, in. Yeah. You're you're a proper you know music aficionado or seen. Yeah, whatever. Would be, yeah. So what what can like if you've been to half a dozen gigs this year like I wouldn't even know I could like I'll share one of my favourite bands yeah. and I wouldn't know when they're on I'd need a friend of mine to tell me that when they yeah, were on is yeah, there a good yeah. resource for people to um, to see what's on or where Twitter on? I think is probably the one I would use most for that I guess um, there's a, a few different sort of music kind of people I would follow I guess and that sort of stuff Pitchfork is a great one for kind of new well new music as well but for for actual acts I guess I just I look it up. A lot of the time you just hear about it. You, you'll either see it on a, a, a Facebook feed or, or Twitter feed or whatever. So it's just looking out for it. So if you follow the right kind of threads, I guess, you're, you're going to eventually get... Um, the t- or you can simply just Google Alt-J when they're playing. That's what I would do. Like what I'm doing, I did this year for the first time. It was pretty cool. And I'm going to hopefully keep it a, a running thing now. So... Um, work would be pretty busy around sort of December, January. It's tough to get a lot of time off as well and it's a fairly crazy uh, time of the year. Um, so February, you can generally take time off whenever. So I last, or this year, should I say, took a week off um, and sort of decided that I wanted to get out of Dublin as well. Like So just to properly kind of get a break from it, I guess. So I was like, got a bottle of wine, having a look around Europe, so that sort of thought I would get to a country I hadn't been before just to kind of have a look around or just check it out like basically and then I sort of said oh fuck it sure might as well see if there's anybody I like playing in sort of city as well so um I found a, a group called Bonobo uh or he's kind of DJ with a band as well really cool some great albums uh good tunes like um and he just happened to be playing in Germany so there was like four cities across four days and it was midweek so I'd taken the midweek off so um, all sold out unfortunately but I managed to get a ticket off a sister company to want to, to take a master or something like that and then I uh, kind of had to book flights and hotel then because otherwise yeah, I wouldn't have been able to see it so I paid double the odds for the, the ticket which wasn't too bad it was like 70 quid or 80 quid or something like that 
But then that night booked, um, that was a half a bottle of wine through, and when the bottle of wine was finished, I had a hotel and um, uh, flights booked. So I went over, and I had an unbelievable time. It was brilliant. Like, the gig was class. Um, met a nice lady, which is good as well. Always a bonus. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to do it again every February. I think I'm going to try and do it. So I've been just looking recently to see if I can uh, find someone. Not necessarily someone I haven't seen before, which would be great if I could. It's not always possible, I guess, but even someone I have seen before in another city. It was a brilliant experience. I definitely recommend it. It was class. But um, yeah, the, the festivals, just going back to what you were saying a little earlier, I understand where you're coming from. It obviously has the big headline acts, but for the likes of Electric Picnic, Body and Soul, that kind of stuff, it's it's more of an ex- experience is maybe the wrong word, but it's... Um, it's such a good time right across the weekend. There's lots of, lots of different stuff to do, like just comedy, spoken word, all that kind of crack as well. So it's just, it's a great, great weekend. But it's it's not, again, it's not everyone's scene because, <coughs> excuse me, um, you're talking um, like camping, doing it rough, I suppose, to a certain degree. And that's not everyone's cup of tea, sitting in a tent for, or sleeping in a tent for three nights or whatever as well. Yeah, well, the last concert or the last festival I went to, we got fucking flooded out of it in the tent. Everything Lovely. got soaked. Everything <laughs> of mine got soaked. Everything of hers somehow miraculously remained dry. Yeah. But, uh, hence, that's the last one that I've, <laughs> that I've gone to. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the spoken word and Paul Webster, when I had him on, was talking about, fuck, was it a gig in the Sugar Club, I think? Yeah. I, I think it was part of the recording that kind of got corrupted and so okay. it wouldn't have been... Um, on air. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think uh, I'd have to double check. But anyway, he was saying that there's an opportunity for people to go up and tell basically funny stories. So they have a, a, a theme. So the theme of the month might be, I don't know, sandwiches. And you have right. to come up with a funny story about sandwiches. Yeah, you've yeah. Every, you know, you've got five minutes on the mic. And similar to what you were mentioning earlier. In the um, international bar, kind of an open mic night, that kind of thing? Or yeah, no? it was in the Sugar Club. I'm fairly sure of that. Okay, though. yeah, yeah. But... Um, that spoken word and those kind of more intimate gigs. Yeah. Have you gone to any spoken word? That yeah. Or well, what like, is spoken word for me and for anyone? Poetry or, or kind of readings and that sort of stuff. Like um, very pretentious. Completely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but, but like that's the, how it comes across, though. Uh, it? I think so. I think when you hear it, but it's a different story because there's different aspects of it. So for the likes of, we'll say, electric picnic, there's um, oh, what's the name of the body and soul? I think it is in the body and soul section of it. So it'd be broken up into different sections. There's like a trench town where you'd have kind of reggae, all that sort of stuff, all the different areas. But um, the likes of, do you know, rubber bandits, yes. man, blind boy, like he would Mr. perform. Club. Yeah, like um, he would. Uh, perform at that and just talking about just anything like just a topic it doesn't have to be like a poem or a fucking pretentious like fucking what's that smack poetry all that kind of shit like what's what? smack poetry uh, it's, or is it slam poetry slam poetry sorry I don't know it's like I've never really seen it it's just ridiculous shit it's just throwing out <laughs> random words like stapler hula hoop I don't know. <laughs> fucking bullshit I think I don't know don't quote me on that but something along the lines of that but um, yeah like even the likes of him he would go up and he'd perform and just really interesting like he's a very intelligent man and, and knows his shit and he's kind of our, again our kind of age group so he, he's in, immersed in what's going on I suppose around the world um, and even just at home I guess too but um, yeah so I've seen him kind of do a few kind of talks that sort of stuff as well so it's basically just that I suppose the spoken word but um Almost yeah, like a, a solo podcast. Like there's, kind there's, there's of. There's a lot of solo podcasts out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So he has his topic or they have their topic and they just rant on about it for 
a certain amount of time, I guess. But uh, it's 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 interesting stuff. Um, for the the one that I've kind of been to, it's just in the international bars. It's just uh, in the centre of Dublin there. But it'd be like an open mic night, so people can come up and just perform uh, music, poetry, comedy, uh, all that sort of stuff. So it's it's pretty cool. It's interesting. Some shite stuff as well, though that you have to sit through. But um, yeah, it's 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 a, it was a decent nice out night out, and we had we kind of gone. For maybe over the space of a month or so, we went to every one of them and just different people performing now. Um, not me. I wouldn't be at that at all. Unless I was part of a band or something. But fuck that, getting up doing <laughs> some poetry. Tough, tough. Uh, tough to do. I think the the one that I find really tough, or, or well, obviously not that I find, but I think would be really hard is comedy. It's a, it's a tough game to, to do it, I think. Um, because for the, maybe not as black and white as this but you're either fucking funny or you're not so yeah. it's like you're, you're up there basically to make people laugh and if you bomb it's just like oh crickets fucking tumbleweeds <laughs> like shit I'd say it's so tough but um, there's, it's actually it's something I'd like to do or to go to more uh, I love love music gigs obviously but there's not that many comedians out there that you you definitely go to see like I think the last fucking comic I've seen was just maybe what's his name Peter Kay maybe and that's right. years ago like um, unless I maybe sat in at the comedy tent and, and EP which I'm probably did, I probably did but that's about it like not to bring up a touchy subject but did you get uh, Flight of the Concord tickets since I have yes ah, good I have. Lad. yeah I think uh, unfortunately it sounds like Paul can't go um, so Dave kind of uh, just said yeah take a, take a go on if I want it so Sort Happy of. days for you. Yeah, Sh- delight for Paul. Or El Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like myself and him go to a lot of gigs together now, but I don't know what's what's come up with him. But um, yeah, um, they, I think they did release a second date as well, didn't they? I didn't hear that at all. They did, yeah, but I was there like, uh, I think by the time I had sort of realised the tickets were way up on what, 200 quid or the last few that were left again. So I got dicked twice on it. But um, yeah, I, I'm actually, I can get quite lucky with tickets. So I'll obviously, if there's someone I want to see, um, I'll always kind of make the effort and try and get it. But they, a lot of them tend to fall on my lap as well. So like I'm going to Queen's Stone Age next week because my housemate um, booked a flight to America. I was like, do you want a ticket? Yep, sure do. <laughs> <laughs> but I was to pay for it, but um, yeah. I, I think luck is like that though. Um, I think I, I can never remember who to attribute quotes to, but I'm going to go with John Cavan again on this one. Um, maybe it's not his now, but the quote is... The harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah, love yeah. that shit. It's brilliant, love yeah. that. And it's, it's true, I guess as well. Um, I yeah, I, I I guess I actually probably would be quite a lucky person. I've kind of won a lot of mad shit over the years. Like, but you see, again, like I, I used to, I used to think that I wasn't a lucky person mm. because I never won anything. But we then I kind of realised, yeah, I kind of <laughs> realised that actually. Patter uh, kind of was saying that to me as well. It's his, uh, it's Roisin, his his wife's dad um, would be a regular winner of competitions like through the papers or reads or whatever, like because he's fucking entering. Them. Of course, like, that's it. Like, but you, you have to enter shit to actually got to be in it to win it, as they say. But um, yeah, I kind of just one of the old jobs would have been on. Or listen to radio. I just fucking don't listen to radio at all these days. Um, mostly because it's shite. Um, unless you're talking about maybe news sort of orientated ones or chat show sort of stuff. But uh, for the most part, the music would turn me off straight away. But um, yeah, kind of when you did get forced to listen to it, um, I just entered loads of different shit and won loads of different shit. So it was always kind of cool. Do you have a? Is it a bobblehead ray or a? <laughs> no, no, yeah, the Audrey hoodie. 
Three grand I won off uh, Ray Foley for entering some shitty competition. You're joking me? No. Uh, three grand, yeah. I think some new hotel or something in Carlo. Some shitty competition. It was a bit weird. So, um, what's the, is it JP, Ray and JP? They were the two lads that used to do it. I think I so, think. yeah. Um, and they were pretending to be outside a nightclub. And there was a tune playing in the nightclub, we'll say, and you had to guess that tune. And I just recognised the tune and text in and then was on the phone like five minutes later when, when they called back. And I got it right. Unfortunately, it was a fucking take that song. Um, when yeah. I'm telling people for the most part, but now this is actually going on record, bollocks. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I usually tell people it's like fucking, oh, it's Pink Floyd or something cool, but shitty take that fucking tune that I happened to recognise. And uh, it was just like there was five... Uh, daily or daily competition like I was on Friday and then they just to pull the name out in a hat and uh, yours truly won three grand which is nice Daniel Gavin uh, Ireland's biggest take that fan <laughs> <laughs> second second I know a couple of people that are or one person that's really into it now but yeah that, that was kind of cool um, yeah one I was on like MTV as well uh, won a signed Liverpool jersey um, back in the day too when I was like 17 uh, wrote in a fucking letter that's how how old that was. Yeah. Uh, I designed my letter in the Liverpool colours and sent it off. Got the question right that was on that week. It was like a show called Up For It Live. Fucking brilliant, actually. And that's what the likes of the music... Do you know on, on Sky or whatever, you have all your music channels. Majority are absolute trash, like just brutal stuff. A lot of times there's not even fucking music on it. It's like pregnant teens or some shit. Um, but that used to be a really good show. It was on every day at three o'clock after school. Till five o'clock, he just different guests on different new videos, new music, and stuff like that as well. So I was a big fan of it, and just happened to they helped me run a competition where you'd you could win a signed Liverpool jersey, loads of other shit, vinyl and CDs and all that stuff. Entered it, and then uh, it was mad. It was actually it was on the on the Friday is when they announced uh, the winner, and Ozzy Osbourne was on the show, and he just went nuts and fucking wrecked the place so it was just they went completely over time and didn't get to do a lot of segments that they normally did so just wrapping up the show and he had my envelope on the fucking desk and he goes oh I'm sorry we don't have enough time to, to announce the winner but here's your envelope you now know who you are it's like that's fucking me that's fucking me um, but yeah I took the day off school then on Monday to, <laughs> to, to watch it like um, but yeah that was pretty cool as well yeah you can get well, that's it like you have to have to get in into in these to things it. to win it, yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of kind of getting into things and getting back to what we were saying about going to see, you know, stand up and spoken word yeah. and, and going to festivals and different things, thankfully there seems to be a bit of a resurgence in people kind of going and doing stuff. Yeah. Or, or should I say, spending their money on going and doing stuff mm. as opposed to spending their money on, you know, their fourth guitar or, you know, changing their car more regularly. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we got big into that in Ireland in particular in, in the kind of in the boom we you know just open what you have already like or just advance relentlessly it. like getting yeah. the, like as soon as the as soon as the new fucking iPhone or Samsung came out you know you Straight had it on, on pre-order like, yeah, 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 yeah. and like now I know there's built in obsolescence into smartphones and that but now I'll, I'll drag out whatever smartphone I have I won't get another one until the one that I have is actually broken as opposed to just I getting you, yeah. the most recent one what's the point like no, no, no! I think that the recession, if it taught us anything, it taught us to kind of get a bit more value out of our money. Mm. Um, Big time, yeah. Speaking of which, how much are you saving being on the vape pen? Um, I haven't been off it that long, but I. Well, what were you smoking? I was smoking like the Amberleaf, so pouches, fifteen quid. We'll say sixteen quid, whatever it is. I would probably uh, get two of those in the space of maybe three weeks. 
Right, so, so 25 quid, so yeah, 100 about, quid a month, say. Yeah, roughly. It's a I'd say. lot of gigs. Like, how much, what, what's the average price into a gig? Oh, I don't a clue. A lot more expensive than it used to be, um, depending on maybe the gigs, but you're probably talking about an average of maybe 70, 60, 70 quid, maybe 80 quid for some of the bigger names. And why is, like, surely the price of those things I would have thought would have come down, if anything? Uh, no. Well, you don't know, but... I don't know. Um, I, I guess maybe because... That's I don't know how they set the prices to, to take. I don't know the ins and outs of it, mm. but I'd imagine because artists aren't earning as much from, we'll say, um, hard copy sales, so like CDs obviously dying off, etc. I'd say it's it's probably just to, to make more money from that. Like that's how they get most artists. I I believe would be um, the way they make the majority of the money is from tours and gigs as opposed to. Album sales, um, downloads, that sort of stuff as well. So I'd imagine they just have to cover cover themselves and that's why it's gone up. But it's like fucking anything. Like I bought like a, a whole nut bar there in the shop the other day. One fifty. <laughs> it's like what? Are you fucking kidding me? I just threw it back. It's like forget I don't want to. I'm not paying one fifty for that. But it's mad, like you just notice it just constantly creeps up the price of stuff and that's the same with gigs, I guess, as well. But like you might even pay like I, I went to see Radiohead this year and I was one of the best gigs I've ever been at. I've been following them for years and never seen them live. Um, I paid like 110 quid for that ticket and it was like one of the seating ones, I guess. So you're, you're I prefer to stand at a gig for the most part. You're just kind of right in the midst of it. But I think I just took what I could get for that one because they sold out in no time. Um, so yeah, 110 quid or whatever, but I'd say an average around 70, 80 for the most part. And what about like that's obviously for you know an an internationally re- oh yeah re- yeah, yeah superstar band but like. yeah well I guess like it obviously does depend on the band itself or or the artist but like you'd pick up some um like maybe even Irish singer songwriters are are lesser known for maybe twenty five thirty quid I bought one there again I sort of remember telling you was looking for something abroad yeah. <coughs> and I I was just kind of looking at the few different cities that I haven't been to around Europe or, or countries in general I guess but um. I spotted one that I've been listening to for a while. I think they're American, actually, but um, they weren't playing in February when I was thinking of going, but they are playing in Dublin in January. So I was like, oh, fuck, there we go. Sort that out. It was like 25 quid plus a poxy booking fee. The booking fees are ridiculous. I don't know if you've booked many tickets through. No, or even just other other stuff or whatever, but true Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster in general are a disaster. Like, I, I bought two tickets for the National next year in June or something The National or a band yeah brilliant you? yeah one of my favourite bands really really good check them out if you haven't already and, and who else because I, 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 I meant to ask you earlier and I, I, I kind of forgot and I, I don't want to miss the opportunity of letting mm. you say who people should be listening to if we should yeah, be listening to the yeah. charts you know who should we be listening to um, Irish uh, bands in particular if you know any not so much like, I don't know there's definitely a lot of Irish artists out there I maybe don't listen to as much as I should but um I don't really have any new Irish artists. If anything, it would be going back, listening to likes of the Frames, Glenn Hanser, that sort of stuff. But um, even those, because I think there's a there's a generation, if not a couple of generations, probably. of people who don't know these people. Yeah, they might know Glenn Hanser, but didn't know he was in the Frames. Like, that's where he started off, I suppose, I guess. But um, David Kitt is a big uh, favourite of mine. Not Maybe not everyone's cup of tea. I like him a lot, though. He's, he's sort of come on a bit. Uh, or he's, he's constantly kind of doing stuff. But um, he's a, a big favourite of mine, I guess, as well. Um... Outside of that, though, um, Grizzly Bear band I listened to a lot. Never heard of them. Pretty good. Um, The National. Um, John Butler Trio, you might have heard of them before. Australian lad. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Really, really talented musician. Generally just takes two lads, a bassist and a drummer, 
and creates a new album every so often. I think I think that's the way he generally does it, which I think is kind of cool because it um, freshens up the sound a bit as well. So it's not the same band every single time. It's him and then two other musicians that he's bouncing off and bouncing different ideas off, I guess, as well. So it kind of keeps it fresh enough. As far as I'm aware, I think that's the way he generally kind of did it. And actually myself and Dave um, were supposed to see him in, uh, what's that, Grand Canal in Dublin there, but he cancelled the last few legs. And I don't think he's been back to, to Dublin or Ireland since. I was looking again around for him, was, was one of the lads I'd love to see elsewhere. Um, but yeah, nothing doing. He's like gigging in Australia. He got a, did he get a bad rap, rap for being, what did they call him, a billionaire hippie? Possibly, yeah. I think I think he might have got a bit. I didn't read an awful lot into it now, to be honest, but I can sort of see see how it might have been construed as that, I guess. But um, yeah, I'd follow him on kind of Twitter, I guess, as well, and uh, hoping that he kind of comes back. I don't know. I honestly don't know enough about that or, or what the story yeah, yeah, is no, I know with what you it. Mean. But um, yeah, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff out there, but. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it's finding finding new stuff again. Like I said, it's not always always the easiest, but um, certainly through through Twitter, I think, and some of the different people you follow, you'd find snippets of, of bits and pieces there as well. Actually, going back to Shazam, so what I was saying was like you just obviously Shazam a tune, but I would have downloaded, we'll say, an album worth of Disc Lads song just off the base of a snippet of of uh, Shazam. So it was like, ah, fuck it, sure download it see if he's any good so one really good song or song that you like the the sound of but that's gotten me into kind of um maybe another artist as well like so not just that one tune or having that single song on your phone for example if you were to download that um but i'd, I'd kind of either i'll get the album off the strength of that and you, you, you find some gems i can't think of many off the top of my head right now but i'm sure there's plenty of albums on on the laptop or on on the ipod that are shazam kind of found from Shazam like and for, for the few like I know Shazam is, is around a long time and it's well kind of known can you lay yeah. it out for people for who don't know what the hell you're talking about yeah basically? just a, a, an app that you can download I think it's free um, and then if you're listening to the radio an ad on TV watching a, a series a show or whatever just hold the device that you have it on a tablet or phone up to the the uh, the source of it and it just comes back with the name of the artist, the band, album, etc. Generally a video link to it on YouTube or Vivo or whatever as well. So. And probably a link to where you can buy it. Exactly, or yeah, yeah, or Spotify or, or whatever else, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's really handy, it's really cool because it's, it's mad. Um, years ago, you would be on the hunt for this fucking tune that you heard on an ad it's like I, I don't don't know how to get it. Like yeah, you like, have it in your head. <laughs> you know that, you, and you usually can't fucking sing. So no one, it sounds completely different to what you're singing than what you're actually kind of what you've heard. Today, or what, yeah, to when you're saying it to another person, it's like that doesn't sound like anything. Um, but yeah, it used to be a nightmare just trying to fucking find out who it was and the joy when you finally found it. Like six months later, like that's the fuck. That's the shit. take that song I couldn't think of. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, you actually reminded me just, you that's big into your music, you'll be forever known as Ireland's greatest uh, take that fan now after this. But you reminded me of my, uh, I think you were at my debut fight, were you? I was indeed, yeah. And do you remember the fucking tune that I walked out to? Ah, oh, I do. You too. Elevation, Elevation, was it? Not your fucking choice, Woo! obviously. But Christ. Oh, bastards. Whoever that fucked that one up. Didn't matter. You kicked the shit out of your man regardless. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. It's a really cool thing. Um, the walkout tunes for it. Um, 
I know it didn't obviously work out too well for yourself. You had a, a Claxons tune, I believe. Is that right? It was the one yeah. you had planned on using? Yeah, it was a Claxons tune. Jesus, I can't even think of the name. I of think them it now. was like Intergalactic or, or something like oh, that. There was definitely an Inter in there. It might come to me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As a as a good tune, I remember it was kind of real lively, real fucking. Uh, I suppose kind of Rousing. getting you going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I don't it's, know what I'd use myself. They're hard because there was there was loads of ones that I kind of had in the maybe pile, but they have to be. I th- you only get like fifteen or twenty seconds. Really, that's it. Yeah, yeah by the so. time you get to the cage or whatever, uh, unless yeah. you're giving it socks up at the start, like putting your hands <laughs> up in the air, it's like yeah, come on, they're just waiting. But no, you're obviously kind of. On your way, straight in, and then it's done. Uh, getting away from new music and onto new podcasts, you mentioned him yourself, uh, Mr. Bo Club. Oh, Bo yeah, yeah. Thereof. Have you heard his new podcast? No. Yeah, you I didn't realise he had one. I think he started it two weeks after mine, so if, if this is episode six, he's episode four. Right, okay. Um, it's weird. It's, um, it's good. Is I've it just himself? To, yeah, okay. it is just himself. He's released a book recently called The Gospel According to Blind Boy, I think okay. it's called. And it's a collection of short stories. And in his podcast, let's say if they're an hour and a half long, the first 45 minutes of it are him just talking shite. Right. And then the, the second 45 minutes are him reading either all or part of the short stories that are in his book. Right. Now, for me personally, I'm not into his short stories. I don't really get it. It's, I don't know. It's just okay. not my thing. I, I really enjoy his 45 minutes of talking shite. Yeah. He's got um, a strange old sense of humor because I would follow him on maybe Twitter and and. Oh, never really use Facebook these days at all to be quite honest but uh, when I did I think they were on that and they put on some weird little snippets of kind of stories that they would have created under fucking off the wall to say the <laughs> least like they, I was mad but what, what sort of stuff is he talking about is he, has he got guests on or is he just kind of chatting no, himself no as of yet as of yet it's it's just him and the mic right um, and it's it's strangely good yeah it's 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 very it's it's captivating do you know okay, kind of yeah, yeah. And, like it's it's mad people have asked me um about the podcast say like let's say they've heard from someone that i'm doing it what they'll often ask is you know uh, i've heard they're fucking two hours long or something like that <laughs> is the, the usual one no uh, what, what what well, do you talk about find that time exactly yeah uh what what do you talk about and the answer is always oh fuck it could, could be anything yeah, do you know yeah. Kind of um because there's never any there's never any plan as such, and that's part no, of the whole it's, kind it's of point. Not of like it. an, an MMA podcast. It's not this. It's just yeah, conversation. Exactly. Just yeah. Chat, so which is mad. So Blind Boys is is very much like that. He could be talking like he could cover twenty topics in the yeah. first five minutes. Do you know that kind of way? Mm. And then he just he goes into his, his short story. But he's he's making it his own. He seems to be doing it independently. He's not part of you know the Irish Times yeah, or yeah. whatever else, which is which is kind of cool. Or RT or whatever. Like I know they had a running series there on or one, I think, or two. One of the other. yeah, all, all the kind of traditional media kind of yeah. uh, giants. Did are you all... watch any of that? Sorry to cut across. Not did, all, no. did you watch any of of that? It was kind of like their guide to to sex and money and the different things the rubber bandits yeah no i didn't actually i saw their guide to or saw half of their guide to the 1916 rising yeah they yeah uh, yeah is right yeah. i think that's kind of one of the first ones that i think uh, i could be wrong now but i think they had that on rt and then maybe off the strength of that they got the five or six guide to whatever the topic may have been right well, on when, afterwards when i watched the 1916 one because of their kind of weird sense of humor I wasn't sure how historically accurate it was. Yeah. And I've stopped following um, The Onion 
and Waterford Whisperers. Oh, as, right. as much as I love both. Yeah, yeah. Because I've caught myself about to say something to someone and then going, oh, hold on a second. Did I hear that? I'm <laughs> over Because if I did, I'm going to look oh, like a complete no. yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I try and limit the things that, I try and limit the media that I consume to factual stuff so that if I do repeat it, I can be relatively confident that, that it's accurate. not parody-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was listening to the, the 1916 news, stuff, I, I didn't know it probably it could be, for all I know it could be all completely factual and if I was to find that out I'd definitely go back and, and have a listen yeah. but I, that's just what stopped me but what I was saying was um, aside from the rubber bandits like the, the big media players like so all the radio stations and all the newspapers they're, they're, they're starting to I suppose start their own podcasts and but they're they're doing what they've always done so in pushing, podcast form. Pushing their own agenda to a certain degree? Yeah, or? No, have, yeah entirely, yeah. So okay, it's, it's, yeah. it's the same thing only in podcast form. But yeah. What I love about what I'm doing and what Blind Boy seems to be doing as independents is just kind of finding their way. So yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. we're doing is something new. It's not something that has been done for years and we're now releasing it in podcast form. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So I like That's really the, cool, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that element of it. It's That's new, it. it's exciting. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and the fucking, the way you get your news these days as well, it's just, like there's obviously, like we said, pushing your own their own agenda and that kind of stuff and, and you don't know whether, it's bad even like we'll say in the, uh, presidential election for the US like you had the two big different kind of uh, news uh, sources like CNN, CNN and Fox, Fox or whatever yeah. yeah and like two two of them running like the same story but two completely different uh, kind of angles on both of them it's like yeah. so which is fucking which is right then yeah so it's bullshit um, yeah I just I don't don't listen to I kind of again same as sort of music to a certain degree you're getting it from the likes of maybe Twitter or, or I suppose sometimes it's, even though it's still it's like maybe just apps and that kind of thing, the likes of the journal, that sort of stuff. But I think Twitter is probably where I'd find out a lot of my stuff that I want to know about. Because I think you're probably looking at getting a more accurate description from there. Because it's usually people who are maybe, maybe not necessarily on the ground, but they'd be closer to a story, I suppose, than a big publication just twisting it around whatever way they so choose just to sell papers or, or yeah, to kind of push their agenda like you're you're a massive Liverpool fan mm. so if something massive was to happen in Liverpool why would you read it on the BBC website when you can follow you know exactly. Liver- at Liverpool FC yeah, or whatever yeah, the handle is of course is like. yeah um, I was actually I, was, I was, just went to check I have like the RT News app I'll say um, the kind of I just went in just to check, see what was headlines wise, and I ended up buying two pairs of shoes. It's just a fucking joke. It's like, what the fuck? I went in to see what's going on in the world, and I end up coming out with a, two new pairs of shoes. And the fucking worst thing about it is just some, you know, those random ads that kind of come up. Like, and yeah. I had actually bought, we'll say, something from it uh, months ago. So I think I bought, I can't remember what it was online. But because uh, I fucking hate shopping, uh, I just do not like going into to shops Tip unless, man. yeah, exactly. Well, like if I do, I have my list. I know my shops I'm going to. I'm in. I'm out. and I'm done. But I, I do like kind of. I got a lot of stuff online. But um, I think it might have been the same company, which is what I'll speak about now in a minute as well. But basically, going in, looking to see what was happening on on the news, end up buying the fucking two pairs of shoes. So, but since then. On any other social media or Google search or whatever I'm doing, the fucking same company is there. It's everywhere. Every everything I go into. So this, I think it's M M&M and M Direct or something like that. Just popping up on every thread that I'm looking at, not just will say on that app or, or whatever. It's fucking a cookie. Bullshit. It's a cookie in your browser. Yeah, yeah. 
fucking bollocks. I mean, you can't, you can't have go in and clear all course, that shit. Of course, of course, clear the cash or whatever else. Like. Yeah, I know, yeah. But that's mad. It's just like, yeah, going in to catch up on the old news and two pairs of shoes. Yeah, no, but, th- <laughs> but that's what the, that's what Ortiz's um, objective is. Yeah, is to, you know, by it as funnel well, their viewers to their advertisers yeah. to get them to buy shoes or whatever it is. Completely fell for that one. <laughs> but look, look. You, I needed shoes, though. I needed shoes. Yeah, the, and they the, were. This they is were the thing. This deal. is what I wanted to ask you. Like, you needed, you needed shoes. Yeah. But RTE, maybe not RTE, but maybe it was Google or whoever served that ad. They fucking knew you needed shoes. Yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't. Well, didn't that kind of way. I don't. I don't. Know. How, how do you mean? How do that, they know? You see, this is how insidious <laughs> these fucking companies are. They knew you needed shoes. Now I, I don't know how they knew, but had you browsed? They're spying on me. Had you? Window. They do. They absolutely do. Yeah. Um, and it's not even that they're spying on you. You're sending them all your information. Yeah, I know. I know. No, spying, I do. I understand you're, you know, where you're coming from. Do you know kind of way? Yeah. You're like stalking yourself. <laughs> uh, you're, in the, you're in the bushes, you know, peeping into your rooms. Like you need new shoes. <laughs> but like would you have can you remember um, would you have like searched Clark's or wherever looking for shoes recently no probably not because well you, I don't know don't I, think so I haven't seen a pair I haven't seen an ad for shoes I don't think ever and maybe yeah. I have but the odds of that being a coincidence I would argue are fucking nil practically. yeah and it's mad it's, it's the way it's been used these days as well like going back to the kind of the presidential kind of CNN and all that sort of stuff but the way Trump kind of used it as well. Didn't he hire some fucking company with algorithms, that sort of stuff, to get, we'll say, particular type of news into certain parts of America to, like, to, what was the what was the one that Clint, or Hillary said about, was it young black people? Did she kind of come out with a name or a real derogatory term about young black people or something? She summed them up as a demographic or something, did yeah, she? Yeah, I think there was, there was some certain, I can't quite remember what it was, but there was a, a name on it. But basically was saying that the week before um, the elections or when the vote was being cast, they were able to put, we'll say, that story directly into people's feeds and Facebook in a particular area. Like that was heavily populated by black people, we'll say, as well. And, yeah. and they obviously, that was a massive turning point in winning the vote in that particular state or whatever it was. Oh, like, absolutely. So it's crazy. But it's mad. You see it in... Um you see, you see, you see. It doesn't. It's not even online because th- this type of advertising has been around forever. But a really blatantly obvious place you see it is on the buses. Do you use Dublin buses? Yeah, yeah, I would do. Yeah. Would you? You live what area are we in here? Rat Mines. Rat Mines. Yeah. So we're at South Side. Do you mm. be the North Side at all? Really? Uh not aside all. from passing on your way to let's say somewhere else. Not really. No. Um, that's so, the odd pub, I guess, every now and again, but not really. Can you name an advertiser that's on the buses or in in the buses? Say. Uh, you know, this kind of yeah, yeah, inside yeah. the buses. Like McGregor's one was actually the most recent one I saw for his movie Notorious. Like, was there? Can you remember what it said or what way it was sold to you? Or um, not quite. No, I, I think it was just like a tagline underneath. It was kind of something about hard work will get you where you need to be, or something like that. There was a tagline at the top, and then just available on, on cinemas, whatever, from the twenty. 20- 11th of November or whatever Right, it was. right. Well, the, the reason that I ask and the kind of the point that I'm labouring to make is you'll see an ad, say, on the south side for McGregor and what it'll say is, you know, go into Marks and Spencer's and get the meal deal and a bottle, a nice bottle of red wine yeah. and sit down and watch the McGregor fight. But on the north side, it'll be get yourself to your local Londis and buy a 12-pack of beer <laughs> yeah. and watch the McGregor fight. Yeah, so they're, they're tailoring their ads to 
where the ads are yeah, placed, yeah. which kind of makes sense. It does, of course, yeah, it's clever. But in the online world, they're not targeting, you know, the area that you live in mm. and saying, you know, you live on the north side, so therefore you earn X amount a year, so therefore you're going to buy this brand of shoe as opposed to, you know, yeah. a more expensive brand. But on, So that's judging you by where you live and assuming you're something. But with the online advertisements, they're targeting you. Yeah. Not everyone in this area. They're targeting Daniel fucking Gavin. Yeah, no. Who has a beard. Do you know that kind of way? Like you, you'll see an ad for yeah. beer for beard oil. Yeah, and I would I'd use kinda of certain websites will say to get beard products or whatever else and not that I've noticed straight away, but I'm sure I have. I've definitely come across, we'll say, advertisements for a fucking moustache comb or whatever. My, on, on my missus feet. has never seen an ad for a moustache comb. Moustache comb. <laughs> I know. In the same way, you've, you've probably never seen like a fucking sanitary towel ad. Yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. The, exact same, the exact same thing. Man. Yeah. Would you be into branding much? Yourself? Would that be a big thing for yourself? Like, would you have to get kind of Adidas shoes or I'd nice the shoes? i complete or? opposite. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it'd be complete. Like, I would. I think there's certain things that like it just makes sense to buy a particular brand because they would be known for being very good. Uh, but like clothes-wise, that sort of stuff, even for just things in general, it wouldn't really have, have an effect on, on me now much at all, I don't think. Like, But um, yeah, I, I guess it doesn't bother me. Like I wouldn't have to buy kind of certain shirts or, or I could buy just as easily buy a fucking pennies or Dunn shirt and it wouldn't bother me at all. Like, but um, No, I, I'd be the exact same. Yeah. I might be a bit hypocritical wearing a Tommy Hill. Yeah, like I'm wearing fucking now. Adidas runners, but you know what I mean? Like the jeans are fucking online, don't know where they're from or whatever else. Like, uh, it just it doesn't bother. I, I'm saying that, like I do like, um, I would do a little bit of shopping every now and again online itself. And there's a good, I like a particular site, we'll say for t-shirts, but I think that's kind of a little bit better because it's not your run of the mill or your kind of brands as well. And it's just an independent kind of site, I guess. They're, See, they're you're, you're an independent kind of person. Yeah, you know, the kind yeah, of way you're, you're not. Yeah. You're not a sheep. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think it might have been recommended to me by someone, but still, um, yeah. yeah but I you, guess you're not. You're not your. And again, the whole kind of premise of this of this show and whatever this podcast is going to morph into the whole off the lead mentality is that you're you're not just you know buying the same shit that everyone else buys. Yeah, you know, kind of exactly. Way? Yeah, and I like to I like to support companies. So to give you an example, literally just looking down at kind of what I'm wearing now, I'm not wearing a, a belt that I often wear, which is a, a tap out belt. Right. You know the, you know the brand yeah, yeah, tap out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to buy. I you, there was a time for about three or four years where you wouldn't see me wear a t-shirt unless it was a tap out t-shirt, and the reason for that was number one, I thought they made cool t-shirts. Yeah. But number two, I love the story. Do you know the tap out story? And uh, no, enlighten me. There was three lads like myself, yourself, and you know some other fan. Yeah. And. Uh, they had heard about this thing called the UFC and went to see it, kind of got hooked and started touring, not not touring, but going around to see all the shows. So there'd be a show on the East Coast, the West Coast, yeah. wherever. And they'd drive to see it because they were just big into it. And at the time, nobody knew what tap out meant. It was this new term. Right. So uh, they thought it'd be cool to put tap out on a T-shirt and start selling it out of the boot of their car. And skip forward 10 years and they're Mental. all multi-multi-millionaires off this tap out brand. Yeah. And again, I love the t-shirts, love the stories, <coughs> used to know the name of the three founders right. who, were, who always ran the business yeah. and just thought it was a cool story and liked giving the money to them. I felt yeah, like I was course, part yeah. of it and everything else. But then they were bought out by like a massive t-shirt company right. and I never bought one again. Okay, yeah, yeah. And 
I, I like that. I like being yeah. involved in the story. Well, you get it. that with going to gigs as well. Like you're you're part of that band's success by, exactly, by yeah. paying for their gigs. No, that's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way of looking at it. Um, definitely. Um, but I think we're move we're moving away from just. I suppose the, the generic brands that are kind of pushed at us all the time, which is which is a great thing because yeah. one thing I do like about brands is, um, like the tap out story. There's there's things that I I would love to own. I can't think of Anton offhand now, but um, I love homemade stuff, and I think there's a resurgence in that as well. And like what we were talking about, the kind of spending your money on experiences. So I love the idea of going to uh, let's say a bakery and being shown how the bread is made and yeah, being yeah. part of their story and buying local and. My mum would do a lot of it, like, so she makes a lot of uh, original stuff, like, but she would teach classes off the back of it and how it's made and that kind of thing as well. And then it, you'd go from a journey from kind of this one little piece that's turned into a really quality looking thing. And the fact that it's it's kind of homemade and that kind of stuff, that story is behind it then as well. And that's cool. I do like that um, sort of original sort of idea of kind of getting something across. Because she, she upcycles yeah, stuff upcycles as well, doesn't she? Yeah, kind of lots of different stuff like that, crochets, um it's kind of like a knitting kind of thing does hats and it's kind of cool like I would I never have to pay for a hat in my life again and as with no hair on the top of your head it is always a good thing um, but she, she's great like she can put in like um, like I had a minion hat we'll say and, and I'd tell her kind of stuff we'll say that would be trending right, right now we'll say movies wise for just to try and obviously kind of uh, sell them I guess but um, yeah it's cool like so um, but yeah upcycling is class like so She'd, she'd go around, she'd kind of hunt for kind of just old pieces of furniture and then just strips it down, makes it into this just unbelievable looking piece of furniture. And she'd, she'd make a fair bit of money. Like some of the stuff that she does is she'd pick up something for a fiver and she could turn that into maybe a 70 or 80 euro product or a profit. Like, which yeah, is with, class. You know, with a bit of work that she enjoys doing, it. you know. But as well as that, it's it's kind of, um, as I'm sure you might have in your own house, uh, um, people will have like furniture that they're thinking of fucking out and just getting spending maybe i don't know 100 quid or 50 quid and getting a new coffee table probably more i don't know i wouldn't really purchase an awful lot of furniture but um yeah so like instead of throwing out that old table that you have um she would have people bringing stuff to her because she'd be well known in certain circles i guess and at different craft fairs and that kind of stuff give her give her the plug there has she a facebook Um, page yes i think it's handmade handmade uh with love by jackie i think uh, it was her facebook page together on that but um, and contact through there, but like people would kind of through the likes of Facebook or through the actual uh, stuff that she would do, and um, just bring an old chair, an old coffee table. A week later, it's a fucking brand spanking new, unbelievable looking piece of kit. Like so, it's great. with a story. Exactly, exactly. So it's great. I think it's uh, like she's very always has been very talented. But it, yeah, it's a cool way of, of kind of getting stuff and free hats. It's always good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I'm all over that. I love that because. Mm. When you, let's say if you've got a couch that has, maybe has sentimental value or a chair or any fucking thing mm. and you get it upcycled, you're you're funding her creativity, you're adding something of actual value to your house yeah. as opposed to, you know, Ikea, this, like I hate <coughs> Ikea, I hate the concept of yeah. Ikea, this idea of like disposable furniture, I hate that, I, no. I'd sooner have, a, I'd sooner buy something secondhand cheap and give it to your mom or someone similar yeah. to upcycle and to exactly. make. You she know, can make even pick up own. stuff that wouldn't necessarily need it in the likes of a charity shop or I don't know where you, where you, or vintage shops, whatever you call them. Um, so you would you probably even pick up stuff that's not just funding these kind of massive corporations that just churn out shitty pieces of furniture. Like I know it makes sense for some people, 
maybe rented housing, that sort of stuff. But if you're you're living in a place, if you own your place or whatever, why not kind of just get that little bit more authentic kind of stuff or, or something with a story behind it as well. Um, but like she would teach, she teaches classes to, to kids like and actually like she did it during the summer there. So she just kind of thought about it and said like, oh, that's not a bad idea. Maybe make an extra bit of money out of it too. And just kind of going through these different bits and pieces that you can do um, to kids, like kind of a summer camp kind of thing as well. But it went really well um, and kind of gets kids kind of doing, again, so like even go back to Padder's little one doing jiu-jitsu. It's just getting them off the likes of fucking uh, the TV, tablets, etc., all that sort of stuff. So it's just getting them out and about and doing something. Because I think that's, we're actually chatting about it here. Like I live with a couple of other heads here in the house and uh, I'm talking about it the other day just to, difference maybe between like kids 20 30 years ago and now and just with the actual devices and, and maybe if they're losing kind of i suppose something um in regards to the social scene that they be in now and, and video games and all that sort of stuff it's an interesting topic like but, um, very fascinating yeah um like even just what i was saying was like um i saw a picture of a group of kids in 2010 and a group of kids in the 80s or something like that in a park on a bench and 2010, they're all like heads and tablets on phones and stuff like that. Whereas the 80s, they're playing around. They've got a football, a book or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's just a massive contrast uh, compared to it. But again, I think uh, you're telling me yourself or, or might have been on one of the, the episodes. I don't know. But about, I kind of see the same thing myself. But um, with kind of little cousins and stuff like that, like on tablets, four or five years of age, picking up a, a tablet or a phone. And immediately being able to navigate it, whereas you give it to somebody who's 50, 60 years on the planet wouldn't have a fucking clue what they're looking yeah, at. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Mad. But um, yeah, I definitely think there is need to kind of get kids away from, from that and kind of just out and about and doing stuff. No, very much know, so. Getting them off the lead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, <you> said that. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think you're right. And I think it came up with myself and Beef, actually. Uh, we mentioned... That one of the one of the worst things about it is of the, of the, the the devices with kids is they never have any kind of downtime or alone time. Yeah, you know the kind of way. Like let's say yeah. if your if your parents give out to you when you were a kid and said you know go to your room or whatever, you went up to your room and you sulked. <laughs> yeah. I don't think kids sulk anymore. No, and that's that's not to be taken lightly. That's no, an true, important true. developmental Massively, stage. Yeah, you know? of course. Um, but now, yeah, you're just. Delighted to be up in your room, kind of, because you've got your PlayStation, your Xbox, your tablet, and you can just work away on it. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one, definitely. Um, it came up with beef again on the on the on the kids thing, on the kids element. That not only are kids missing out on that, but they, they've never had it. So we we had it. To f- we don't have it now. Let's say the downtime because. Adults even have our devices, you know. Of course, yeah. If 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 you had to go to the, the toilet now, say, as soon as the doors close, I pick up my phone and I'm I'm, I'm on my phone. So <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. have. Adults are 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 missing out on that, but at least with adults, we have it to miss. Yeah. But kids growing up now never it's had it constant. in the fucking first place. Yeah, yeah. And who knows what the repercussions of that be? We mightn't see it for another twenty years or so. Yeah. But um. Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's strange times. Definitely, definitely, um, and especially if they're listening to fucking "I Love You, Baby, Baby." 
you know, that kind of way if they're listening to the if they're listening to the charts and they're watching you know the kind of popular stuff that's on television yeah at least we're of an age where we can kind of pick and choose massively the media yeah. that we we consume and i don't watch i don't really watch tv like a mainstream tv anymore i think that's just massively changed um so the likes of netflix and that sort of stuff podcasts you can just pick and choose youtube as well another one that people would dip in and out of and different stuff that they can get as well Whereas, yeah, just I wouldn't have any time for most of the stuff that's on mainstream TV. Like, I don't, I'd watch a lot of maybe live sport, that kind of stuff more so. And that's like on the TV behind you there, that's all I would be kind of really going for. Um, apart from the odd one that we'd watch as a house, like you'd watch the odd kind of game show, we'd watch Pointless, great game or a great TV show like that. That's about, like, that's the one thing that I would nearly watch on TV. We've got about 600 episodes recorded and it's a bit of crack, but. Other than that, it's it's live sporting uh, events, and and I'd take um, my other stuff would be like the likes of Netflix, I suppose, the odd series or documentary on that as well. So yeah, but that's it, uh, and that's changed hugely. Like, and I think is it the um, creator of Netflix, or I'm not sure of his name now, but um, I think he said I don't know if this is exact, but he said in maybe fifty, I don't know if it was 2050 or, or in fifty years time or something like that. TV as it is right now will be completely gone he reckons it's just going to be completely gone and the whole way we view stuff will be more like like that and, and the way it is there's there's avenues there now at the minute so he just thinks that the whole tv platform the way that's operating just won't be in operation at all but it's madness when you think of it like yeah. Oshin made a great point there when he, when i had him on and he was saying <coughs> that when he was a kid he remembers sitting down to to watch let's say there'd be a program on that he wanted to watch at seven and he'd turn on the telly at five Right. And whatever happened to be on for the next two hours. You were watching. Yeah, 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 yeah right yeah. you were. Like, um, um, for, for good or for bad. Like, But I think we, we kind of miss, there's an element of something being on at like Wednesday at six o'clock that yeah, we do miss. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Like we friends have a or something. That, like, or friends was another one that was a really popular show that, that yeah. you'd, kinda, you'd come home to watch on a particular night or whatever. And it was, you'd look forward to it, I guess, to a certain degree. And you'd nearly look forward to the next morning in school yeah 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 because you'd be chatting about it because yeah you definitely lose that because most people well not me most people but uh, binge watching is, is a huge thing so you're just like uh, we'll say that Stranger Things is a popular one right now and it's just like boom it's there the whole lot was there and you've watched that entire season whereas you were just going to come in the next day and have a chat about the episode the night before whereas somebody might be like oh, I haven't seen that episode that's like episode 6 I'm only on 2 or whatever you know yeah, what I mean yeah of course yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it was definitely because you'd be straight in having a chat about the next day in school or whatever um, up the like up at the bin or whatever when you're going to pair your pencil <laughs> or something yeah. when you didn't need to pair it just smoking at lunchtime or something <laughs> yeah um, but no speaking of series um, I'm planning on doing a series with this Really? With the oh, podcast. What have you got in mind? Yeah. What's the thought? Um, well, I, I come up with it. The idea that I came up with, say, was to do a 10-part series on, I don't know, call it something like things like things you should know, say, for example. Yeah. Now, that's nah, there's probably I know, I know. podcast called that already, but this won't be the name of a podcast as such, but it will be a series. So it will be a block of interviews or conversations with, let's say, a leading scientist in a particular field. Yeah. So, um uh, gut microbiology is something that I'm fascinated by and I think everyone would be yeah. if you could just hear somebody who knew what they were talking about explain it to people yeah because um, li- little things do you know what about it at all or which gut so, microbiology a little bit yeah I suppose I've heard the odd bit on, on kind of podcasts and that sort of yeah, stuff yeah kind of here and there but yeah no not obviously a massive amount of knowledge about it I guess but the, it's it's just so fascinating like they're 
non-human cells in our body outnumber us 10 to 1. No way. Stuff like that is just yeah, crazy. They all live, as we call it, inside us, but they're actually not inside us. So if you picture a beach ball, and you've got a pipe running through the beach ball, yeah. so you've got a kind of a hole either end of the beach ball. Mm. If you drop a penny through that pipe, it'll fall through the beach ball, but it's never in the beach ball. <laughs> and your body is like that with your yeah, mouth yeah. and your anus. You've got this big pipe and stomach <laughs> yeah, and everything yeah, else, yeah. and anything that's in that isn't in you. That's mad. No more than it's in the pipe going yeah, through the beach so, ball. Yeah. So I'd love to sit down for two hours and, ha- and have a chat with someone yeah. explaining that to me. And that will be one episode. Mm. So pick... 10 different topics so that's that was the original idea but um, our mutual friend Dave Webster who has to come on the podcast too uh, he came up with a great one do you know what an expert witness is? Uh, like for a court yeah exactly so let's say if the state takes a case against you for murdering someone and you say this you know you were doing this so that means you couldn't have done the murder whatever this is the state can get a expert witness yeah. in so somebody who's the top of their field in that and who will come into court and say well that guy's full of shit because x y and z so if you could do a series and call it expert witness and one week have the state pathologist on another yeah, week have yeah. a ballistic expert on Deadly. and they can talk about you know not specific trials they've worked on in the past because presumably there's kind of legal reasons why they can't course. speak of them. But I'm sure they can talk kind of broadly about them. I imagine so, yeah, or so, the experience behind it. Um, yeah. That's an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. Speaking of expert witnesses, where uh, do you watch... Um, it's kind of a shite state of affairs now when I nearly more, know more about the US kind of government and what's going on in politics than I do in my own country, but... There's a chap called John Oliver. Have you heard of him at all? No, not at um, all. He's an English guy, actually. So I think he's from London or something. You probably know his face, I'd say, if you've seen him. He's been around a long time. But I think he's living over in America and he's got a chat show. It's called Last Week Tonight. Um, uh, it's, it's brilliant. I'd highly recommend getting a look at it. Now, it is solely kind American. of American-based kind of stuff. And Trump, as you can imagine, is, is a constant one that comes up. But when you mentioned the expert witness there, it just reminded me of one of the, the episodes I watched recently. That's mass crazy shit. Um, so it's about we'll say the expert witnesses that come on to basically decide a case off the back of DNA bite. Um, take, like you know if you take a, if somebody has taken a bite of something, this bite yeah, yeah, analogy or technology yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, like a bite fingerprint basically. Yeah, exactly. So that type of kind of uh, evidence that would be used to put someone away for life or to, for jail, for yeah. whatever the crime is. So there's a few different ones, and um, there was a term that kind of came up. It's like not quite beyond a reasonable doubt, to a reasonable level of uh, conclusive... I don't know, I can't remember the exact terminology of it, but this is what scientists were saying. So it wasn't an exact science, exactly. But um, there's been loads and loads of cases that have been overturned. Lads um, imprisoned for 25 years for a murder based off DNA um, evidence. But, but new technology has kind, has of, kind of come yeah, on. And, like and the drug testing. Massively, yeah. But like one was like hair... Um, hair samples or something like that they re-examined the case the chap had been I don't know if it was murder or rape or something but he was in prison for a number of years um, and they re-examined the, the hair samples that were used to put him away and one of them was a dog hair and the other Fuck. one was fucking female or something like that yeah absolute madness um, and another one was like bite I can't just bite bite analysis or whatever it is as well there's been um, cases overturned off the back of that now and one of the leading guys in it no longer 
advocates it. So he's just said, yeah, so a lot of the stuff I said there five years ago, that's bullshit, uh, and it's just been retracted. But look, lives ruined yeah. off the back of it. And I can't quite remember, it's like not beyond a reasonable doubt, but that term, it just, he, he ran, John Oliver played about 15 snippets of uh, expert witnesses saying this, so to a reasonable level of... Um, Certainty. Yeah, right. exactly. That I think that's exactly what right. it is. Um, this would this would have been the case, and it's just throwing fucking things way way open. So it's mad. I don't know. Like I'd imagine there's going to be a lot lot of people kind of looking into cases again. But um, crazy. Couldn't believe it. Well, he's really good. I'd highly recommend it. If anyone. John Oliver, what's John the show? Oliver? It's called Last Week Tonight. Right. Um, so like he'll do. He'll generally have one topic that he'll talk about. So it's a big. Um, like recently enough. Um, one of the big credit companies. So people that hold information, America's information. So, um, to get good credit, we'll say if you're going for a loan or buying a house yeah, or whatever. Rating. Um, so the the biggest company in America had lost an absolutely astonishing amount of information, like really important information. It's only the last maybe, I think it kind of happened over the last six months, maybe or so. Um. But the likes of social security numbers, um, all that kind of shit, like really, really important kind of information yeah. was, was was hacked and leaked. Um, so people could be buying houses in your name, kind of credit card information. Um, yeah, identity and, tax basically. Exactly, yeah. So, um, and he was just kind of saying what you needed to do and the ins and outs of it. But um, yeah, he, he'll have a story like that and he'll go to town on that and then a few different bits and pieces here and there. But really good, really interesting stuff. Um, and like I said, Trump heavily heavily um based in it as well he has a big red button where he's been caught in a lie essentially so he constantly like recently i think there was some vote that needed to be passed or some motion that needed to be passed by a vote and they had to have all the sitting uh members of government to do so and it was i can't quite remember what the bill was or or the motion was but it was a fairly important one and uh trump i don't think had agreed with it um so basically he had said that one of the the guys in government was in hospital and he wasn't able to attend, so they had to postpone the vote. And then uh, your man came out on Twitter and said, "No, not, not hospitalized. Just just had a bit of a cold or whatever." Like, and he goes, "We got him again. We got him." And he pressed the big red button, and there's streamers and shit. Like, yeah, and he goes, yeah. "No, no, sorry, he's still still president, still president." <laughs> well, he's been caught in all these different lies. Like, but it's good, it's good, it's interesting, it's funny. He's a funny bastard for starters, but um, it's just real good content as well, like good stuff. But again, with again, the, the beauty of the internet is you can have an American show and you can watch it over here and I can go back and check out old episodes and whatever else and yeah. there's probably 20 odd hours of what you're talking about waiting for me basically exactly, online. Exactly, like. yeah. Um, no, he's really cool, really interesting stuff. Um, I discovered him there a while back. Well, it's been ongoing for, for a good, uh, good few years now, I think. You mentioned um, YouTube earlier. Mm. How how well do you think you utilise YouTube? Do you subscribe to people? <coughs> no, not at all, actually. So I dip in and out of stuff here and there or kind of get links from other people to, to watch stuff on it and share links to other people, I guess. Different music, different kind of clips of stuff. But uh, no, I wouldn't really subscribe to, to people on it. Yeah, I've only been getting into it in the last, probably yeah. the last year or so. A cousin of mine, um, Des Seepersad, who I'd love to get on as well. Oh, yeah. he um, He's big into YouTube. I suppose he's a bit younger than us. He's probably maybe yeah, five or six okay, years yeah. younger, so maybe he's part of that millennial of course, group. Of course, but um, he has his own channel as well. He 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 cuts snippets out of 
South Park episodes. I think it's called Cut the Bull. If anyone's, if right. anyone's interested, stick that into YouTube. And his, his videos are, tend to be, you know, two or ten seconds long. And yeah. Just the little snippets here and there. Exactly, yeah. And does he edit themselves? Does he have... I like think a voiceover or down, something like that? No, no, no. It's just... It's, just a part it's of the actual episode itself. Yes. Okay. And the reason he can do it and get away with it, because he's getting, like, the, the numbers are colossal. He's getting, like, millions of views. And, Serious? Yeah. He told me... what was I'm, I'm paraphrasing this now. I'm not going to get it right, but you'll get the sentiment. Mm. When he went into the kind of diagnostics, because he has, I think, a, a kind of a a YouTube creator's account, not right. just a, a regular account. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah. And when you've got that kind of account, you can go in and kind of see how many people have listened to your, or watched your show, or whatever it is that you've you've up there. And you can get, you know, the countries they're coming from, the time of day, you know, the sex of the person. The analysis of, of the Pretty the much, thing, yeah. yeah. But he was, he was telling me, uh, he gave me the figure for, if you put them end to end all the time people have listened to him now bearing in mind that they're two or three seconds long yeah. I think he is something like six months yeah was non 24 hours a day six months that's how much people have actually Jeez. listened to his stuff and that's again they're, they're few second clicks like yeah. but because there's like a billion people on YouTube like, so it's, it's it's insane it builds up and builds up so this podcast will be on YouTube as yeah, of next week. The, oh, next week? Yeah. Oh, well, this, well, yeah, this one will be, yeah. Oh, this, this one will be live now, come fucking this evening. No, I, just, I didn't realise you were bringing it on to, to YouTube. I'm going to put it on all the platforms. Class. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to yeah. be on iTunes. It's going to be. It's already on Stitcher and SoundCloud. St- if anybody's listening to this on SoundCloud, I would advise to try Stitcher. I find yeah. it much better. It, it'll play from where you left off. You can rewind 30 seconds uh, if necessary. There's just... It's just for me. It's a, a more pleasurable, I think, pleasurable so. I'd listening agree. experience. Yeah, definitely agree on that one. But I do intend to video record these as well. All right, yeah. Maybe not on the road like like this one. Yeah. But uh, definitely the ones in back house. at home. Yeah, yeah in house definitely. That's cool. Yeah, definitely record those. And are you gonna try and get a, a subscription kind of thing going for YouTube then as well? Is that something that you can? Yeah, well, you, you'll be able to subscribe. It absolutely, it's okay. a click of a button. It doesn't cost you anything. Savage. The, the only thing. Sus- for those again who don't know if you're on YouTube and you subscribe to someone that just means that in your subscriptions folder anything that I put up new will be there so like I, I go onto YouTube every day every evening I usually go on yeah. to see if the people that I've subscribed to have put something up it's um, not a monetary thing is it? no you don't pay for anything on YouTube oh, YouTube is entirely free I thought there was uh, to the subscription side of thing I thought that was no god no you, you hit like I thought it was maybe a minimum amount like just no. to subscribe once for like one ninety nine. or no something. not at all there isn't, oh, no. a, there isn't a okay. red cent involved jeez I didn't know that I always kind of and that, I wouldn't have put me off subscribing because I think you would pay maybe for something that you really were interested in yeah maybe like a euro or two or whatever but um, alright that's, that's interesting no I don't think there's I don't think even if you wanted to charge people to listen to your YouTube channel, Can't. I don't think that exists. Well, they have started bringing in charge for movies, I think. That's a new enough thing. Okay, right. Well, that, that might be... Yeah, that's different story. Different, uh, yeah, of course, of course. Um, I only just copped that recently enough. So, like, yeah, what are we try? we're trying to watch some movie and it wasn't on Netflix or... I use a couple of different apps, we'll say, to get movies on through a uh, Chromecast or whatever. Yeah. And uh, just the movie that we were looking to watch just didn't happen to be on any of those platforms. So it's like, oh, sure, we'll check it out on YouTube. Sure enough, there it was, but you had to pay like two ninety nine or something for it. But yeah. um, who would you subscribe to? We'll say on YouTube for the most part. Uh, Joe Rogan, yeah. uh, Jordan Peterson, Sam Harris. Um, there's a crowd called Number File that I've started to follow recently. Um, they do between five and ten minute videos, and they'll they'll pick something like I, yeah. when I, I'm a, I'm a big nerd, so um, and I I love numbers. Not not that so much that I love numbers because I've only gotten into Number File recently, but they. they 
it's what's the content on that like, it's kind of like it's it can be anything but it's it's always kind of math related but um like here's a cool one. there's uh, a number called graham's number right did you ever hear of graham's nope. number i hadn't heard of it myself so a friend of mine sent me the link and it's what got me into this number file thing okay but graham's number is an astronomically enormous number it's so big you literally can't understand how big it is <laughs> right and just to, to explain that a little bit more the reason i say you literally don't you literally can't understand it nor can i yeah because in order for you to be able to understand it your brain would have to be so big that it would collapse in under the weight of its own gravity oh, and rip a hole through space-time and create a black <laughs> hole. That's how big your brain would have to be to understand. So we're not quite there yet. No, not, not just quite there yet. But again, little things like that. That's and madness, They yeah. go into a bit of detail, and that, that was Graham's number. So, again, for people listening, Graham's number is so big, your brain would have to be so massive that it would collapse under its own weight and form a black hole. So it literally, you literally can't understand how big it is. Yeah. But then there's another number. Don't try. Don't don't try. Just <laughs> you'll, you'll kill us all. Uh, there's another number then called three three, and it makes Graham's number just completely insignificant, as if, as if it doesn't exist. What? And the analogy they gave was if you divided up Graham's number. If you gave everybody on the planet, so what was there, 7 billion people, yeah. if you gave them all a bit of, sorry, if you gave them all a bit of 3-3 three, three, to try and wrap their head around it, each one of those persons' brains would have to be so big that it collapsed under the weight of itself and <laughs> formed a black hole. So just little kind of really yeah, nerdy yeah, that's things like that. Like, it, it is, it's, yeah. it's very interesting. Um, and there's loads of really great channels. If, like if, if you happen to have an interest in ah, fucking horse riding or, yeah. you know, Any electronics random. or tech or stick whatever it is, stick a couple of keywords into YouTube and spend a bit of time deciphering to, through the other yeah, things or whatever are there. Like there's, there's, a, there's a lot of shit on YouTube, of course. In there, there's stuff that's, that's really worth finding and if you yeah. find a video that's you know hits your buttons for whatever reason hit that subscribe button and then they're always there do you know yeah, like, anyway, yeah. you have them on hand feed them through to you um but again i've only kind of gotten into it really in the last six months i suppose right. and more and more now that i'm setting up the off the lead uh, channel as such yeah yeah so uh Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's been great but i'd, I'd highly recommend yeah i will like honestly like i said i, I didn't think i thought there was some sort of monetary uh, attachment to well, you, with the subscription. You'll hear about, and it's a, it's, it's a big thing in the news now, I suppose, um, how certain YouTubers have had either all their content or certain videos that they've uploaded demonetized. Right. And what that is, is YouTube aren't paying them. So people get paid to yeah, put stuff yeah, up yeah. on YouTube, but not by the people watching. The public itself, So yeah. YouTube, I don't know what the, what the kind of metrics are, but let's say YouTube will give you a, a thousand euro for every million views so sure, they're get. obviously making money off it then as well with the advertisements of course they are else. a hundredfold yeah. but actually I say a hundredfold I I don't know if YouTube is profitable right I don't know I don't I don't know if it is it's it's, it's one of those things that it, it obviously serves a purpose of course yeah Google own it and they're not running it at a loss because they love losing money do you know that kind of <laughs> way um, but it, probably it, breaking it, even Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, over a billion people, I think, are are, are watching it kind of regularly. And you can cast it. So yeah. if you've got a Chromecast and That's there's something it, yeah. that you like and it could be five minutes long, it could be an hour long, 
throw it up in the telly like yeah it's, it's really I love that the whole Chromecast thing is brilliant it's a great little way of uh, of kind of operating I love it now so the two TVs I've one upstairs one here and uh, just bang that little button on there you go um, I could do it to really fuck with people as well in the house which is something I haven't quite done yet but like if I'm upstairs or in a different room uh, when I hit the Chromecast button it obviously registered it to the devices that are available to do it on so if they're watching like a, a movie or a football match I could just cast like something right in the, <laughs> the midst of it the penalty shootout at the end of a <laughs> yeah. game or something yeah. it's like the, well, it's, it's kind of a, a long kind of science stuff. but remember those watches that you could get that you could change the fucking channel uh, on the telly on the TV the remote, yeah, like, yeah. And, like you've heard stories of lads fucking doing it in the pub in the middle of a football match and sticking yeah, on the race British, British Bake Off or something instead of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's cool but no it is it's great I, I love it I, I kind of I had it for a while I actually got it free as a gift from work like they give you a free Christmas gift every every Christmas and, and a list of shit that you can pick from and pick that and I've been completely got a massive amount of usage out of it now they're really really cool um, but yeah YouTube like even the likes of uh, Stitcher I think SoundCloud as well they would be they cast uh, yeah cast as well yeah so I, I assume it's going a lot of the platforms will, will kind of look to try and get that in place it's not everywhere like so there is some that won't simply cast just don't have the option like i, I think that's just, they're not there yet yeah like it's, it's, it is relatively it's new yeah. yeah of course and again for just for people that are listening a chromecast it's, it's a product that are is made by google essentially you stick it into the back of your tv you need a usb uh connection or hdmi port maybe as well do you need a HDMI well, port? Well, the one that I have is HDMI. Maybe it's a HDMI port you need. Yeah. Um, um, but basically what happens is you stick this into the back of your telly and then on your phone, let's say if you're on YouTube, there's a little, what's called a cast box. You hit the cast box and whatever you're watching on your phone will be beamed wirelessly to your to your TV yeah, set. Yeah, brilliant. Is, like, really cool. Because um, I suppose you're used to, like even before I had that, I guess I would have hooked... If I wanted to watch something, we'll say full screen, you would hook the laptop up with a HDMI mess. Bollocks, like. yeah, it's just and, and really annoying. You can't control it. I think was the most annoying thing about it because if you did, if you were lying in your bed or, or on the couch or whatever, you'd have to get up and go to the laptop and change it or whatever. Whereas you just have your phone now and you're full access to the whole lot. It's brilliant. Netflix, I suppose, another one that would be castable too. So really handy, really cool. Yeah, I actually found myself. I was in the shower and opened the sliding door of the shower and I was like fuck I've no towel and usually you know you just you'd walk around down the hall <laughs> yeah. at the hot press and get your towel but rooted a friend of ours over <laughs> or a couple of friends and I was like fuck and I was kind of looking around there was nothing that I could use yeah. I was only in from a run so I didn't even have like a, a clean ish t-shirt to dry myself with. and I was like fuck what am I going to do and then I copped the what fion. did you do? well I, I tell you what I, sh- what I should have done which I didn't. I can't remember why I didn't. I found something to fucking dry myself with. Yeah. But what I should have done and what I wanted to do was I knew that she was in the the sitting room and the telly was on and Fionn was there watching whatever yeah. uh, program that was being cast onto the telly. So I got the little eureka moment and I was right. like, oh, I could record myself on my phone. To take out my phone and take a little no video way. of myself. Uh, saying, well, babe, you want to do us a favour and go grab the towel. I'm fucking freezing <laughs> my balls off down here. <laughs> Upload it to YouTube and then cast it to the telly. So she'd be sitting there <laughs> sipping her tea with her friends, fucking chatting. The next minute I come up on the telly, like. And you probably would have dripped right by that stage. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, record another one. Forget about that. Don't worry. About it. Just make me a sandwich or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um,. Uh, what was I going to say there? That was. Actually, no. I lost what I was going to say. It was something along the lines of. Uh, the YouTuber to cast him but it's gone ah it's gone fart in the wind aye 
Um, but I don't think we use we utilize the technologies that we have around us to. Uh, that's what it was. Benefit. Straight away, I came back. That that's so so rarely happens. But um, I, I don't have it myself now. But you know, FaceTime will say on iPhones or whatever. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Um, I've seen some chap like he's sitting in the sitting room and he was making dinner and he had pasta in 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 the pot. We'll say on 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 the ring, and uh, whatever way he hooked it up, he had he'd FaceTime like a tablet to his phone. So he's sitting there watching football match and he had the pot boiling. Um, on the ring in the other room, oh, so he could kind of keep an eye, keep an eye on it, so it wouldn't boil over. Like Jeez. brilliant, yeah, quality. That's exactly life what hacks. I'm talking about. Like. Little life hacks like that. Yeah, daily. actually, yeah. That life hacks are class. You follow them on, uh, on Twitter or I think it's either Instagram or Twitter. I think it's Twitter. Uh, but little life hacks, loads of little cool stuff like that. Daily. Do you want any more coming to mind? Oh, I'm trying to. Think. I know I'm the same. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I can't quite think of any. Oh no, I have one little one. It's not great. Because it's, it's not going to be something you're going to be doing that regular, I guess. But eating spaghetti, do you know spaghetti or noodles? Yeah. We'll say it's it's quite annoying when you have to. Do, it's not really annoying, but like <laughs> first world problems. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to twist it up and just to get it all into your mouth or whatever. But uh, I've seen this chap just like with chopsticks, we'll say, and he had a big long. Um, kind of length of spaghetti or noodles he just had a scissors and he just chopped it off and then stuck the bite into his mouth uh, pretty, nice. pretty handy just kind of like the big long length of it and then just three quarters of it or whatever just chopped it off rest of it went back into the bowl and just had his nice easy mouthful nice yeah I can't think I honestly there's some great ones that I've come across but um, there's nothing quite springing to mind right now but you get them on I'm sure YouTube will probably have a, a page yeah, if you, if and, and that sort of stuff as well. Exactly. It's yeah. bound to be one. Some deadly ones, though. Uh, I'm the same. I'm drawing a complete blank. And again, I know fucking half a dozen yeah. different ones. Yeah. Uh, it's always the way. <clears throat> but, uh, guys, listen, it's been an absolute indeed, pleasure. Indeed We've has. done just show you two hours. Um, and thanks again for letting me come to you for a change. Fingers uh, fucking crossed the brilliant, audio yeah. is, is okay because... Hopefully where I record it in Clayberry it's in the tunnel and it's just I got kind of fluky with it there's a lot of curved soft walls which is kind of ideal for sound so yeah the acoustics are good I don't know how good or bad this will be Hopefully yeah well listen we'll, 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 we'll suss it out um, and thanks for giving me the name what was it again uh, off the lead and on the road on the road yeah I love it <laughs> uh, no best of luck with it lad and thanks a million for having us on thank you sir